Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blame It on the Boogie podcast. We just tonight, four brothers, all from East Boogie, just here to talk to you about what we love, and that's sports. Today's episode is episode number Deuce Deuce. Today's special. So two. Oh, I was like two, two. I was like, wait a minute, ain't we on like thirty something? Yeah. Correct, George. Run account. I was confused too, but you know, I'm not. I'm not a numbers guy, so I kind of let it go. (laughs) It's technically it's thirty-four. Now you sound like Chuck Woolery. We'll be back in two, two. But it is going two, season two, episode two. What's up, y'all? What's up, Rod? I just honestly, I just thought about this. Was that okay? Interrupting my intro, but go ahead. What you just think about? Okay, you graduated in '90, didn't you? That's right. <laughs> seven, man. Eighty-seven. Huh? Huh? No, I said Nash. Oh, okay. Oh, I said Roddy. Roddy is eighty. So, so, so literally, <laughs> literally, we got eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and ninety. Right. It's, it's literally something that literally just dawned on me. You was like, we. You know, four yeah, brothers. Like, Wait a minute. We, we 87, 88, 89, and 90. Just right. Can I get back to my intro now? Yeah. Okay. You, you good? Great. You, you great was, now? That was interesting. It was, D. It was interesting. You, you should play those oh, as lottery numbers. You know. All of us old, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Can you, do lottery numbers go that high? We should play that pick them, the four pick them or something. Can you do that? Do they go that high? We gonna, I don't we know. Figure I, it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> Listen, y'all, let me get back to my intro. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. I got okay. to introduce y'all. The people don't know who y'all are. Let me introduce y'all. Allow me anyway. to introduce myself. <laughs> Tonight, as usual, we got with me at the top. Uh, right corner, we have Dante Geechee Dead Nash, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. We got D-O-O-G-E Williams from Florissant, Missouri. We got Dorian D. Almighty Wonder Mouse Brown from Richmond, California. And of course, we got me, Rodney, right here from Detroit, Michigan. So, we will get this out the way real quick. Before we start, we need y'all to like, click the like button, click the the notification button, click the 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 what is, what's the other button? Subscribe Hit the web button. Send dudes the money. Dudes always gotta get the money. Send it. Send um, it. But again, we thank y'all for. It's better when I say it, man. It's better when I say it. I think that's what you was trying to say. It's better when I say it. But anyway, uh, we want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to join with us each week. Thank we you. love you. Uh, we enjoy doing what we're doing. And we're going to keep doing it because we know y'all love it. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that's what we're here for. All right. We used to start off with the with the recaps. I used to have Doran do the recaps. But you know what? We ain't doing no recaps this week. Because we don't we remember right nothing. 
remember what we did. Dorit just said. Dorit just said we graduated in 1889. Yeah, we didn't even remember that. We talked about recent news. Well, we want to talk. We want to get right into the, the the new stuff. Let's get. We right. gonna start it off with some NCAA football. Mm. Uh, right now, uh, right after the uh, Michigan won the, the national championship, you had a lot of schools that decided they wanted to make changes. And one of the changes was the one and only um, coach to who I really don't want to talk about, but Saban, Nick Saban. I'll talk about him now since he left that school down south in that horrible state um, next to Georgia, between Georgia and Mississippi. Uh, they got a new coach. They post a coach from University of Washington. Caleb went from Washington to Alabama. Now he's leading that team. Uh, we also have questions at the University of Michigan as to whether or not they're going to keep their coach. Um, but when when DeBoer went to Washington, I mean, from Washington to Alabama, Washington had a, a spot open, and they pegged University of Arizona Jeff Fish as their head coach. Say what? Say what? Uh, $55 million to make you get a shave on it. Make it like sure a whole on it. That Big it, Ten it, it money, sure like a new man, won't it? Look at him before and after. To, to go from Arizona, well, where is Arizona playing next year? <laughs> where did they end uh, up? In the Big 12. They're in the Big 12? <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah, going from the Big 12 to the Big 10, yeah, that's that's a move I'd make. Um, oh, and Watson got, Watson got money, too, now. What, what kind of money they got in Arizona, Dante? <laughs> it's Arizona. It's, it's, it's Tucson, yeah, man. They, they, they got Tucson. a lot of boosters in, in Tucson. I don't know. If they do, it's probably, I don't know, maybe illegal narcotic money coming across the border or something. It's Tucson. I don't care. I'm a oh, son. no. That's <laughs> the wrong person. They program sucks. Oh, my God. Ask me. <laughs> hey, but real quick, hold on, Rod, before we talk about yeah. another coach. Look, <laughs> look at Kaylin look at DeBoer, though. I love his press conference. I tell you one thing: if it don't work out for him as a coach down there, he damn sure look like the next governor, don't he? He got that red tie on. We know what he's like all about. Well, I I would tell you like I, this is how I look at this. Go ahead, this Steve. is exactly why this is exactly why nil must exist because he got to Washington. From what was it, South Dakota State? Mm-hmm. It was one. It was one of the one of the big, the big, uh, you know, divi- you know, FCS programs or something. Won some national championships. Um, he had only been there what two years? Uh, he was at, at, at at UW. Uh, hold on, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. Was about two years. I think he was only, uh, he was only there two years. I think there is getting. Getting ready to call these boys the good old boys network, but uh, I so, didn't say. Well, no, 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 not not no. I, I'm not necessarily talking about the idea of it being the good old boys network. I'm, I'm really talking about the idea that oh, you, you know that these coaches ain't loyal. That they'll leave. Jose, oh, sorry. 
And then the song. Like, these coaches these ain't loyal. These coaches, these coaches ain't loyal. These coaches ain't loyal. So, so, why, so why shouldn't the kids have an opportunity to play for who they want to go play for? Hmm. So it's like he got all these kids to Washington, and now he leave, and they, now they just there. So they should get the opportunity to go to other places. So, so, so that's the one thing. I'm, maybe I shouldn't say the NIL, but yes, that this is why also why they should earn money in addition to being able to transfer. We're speaking I of it's, you, it's an early lesson for them, though, to understand that the bottom line is is what what counts in the end. So, D, he spent five years in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, yes. The program from 05 from 05 to 09. That's a, then he was that, not a coach, he wasn't a head coach until uh 2020. He was uh, just uh, love Justin Love's head coach. Uh, not according to this. <laughs> where, where, where did uh, where did I thought he went to San Diego State? Uh, he went to Fresno State, oh, so like South Dakota, South Dakota State. One that's of these quarterbacks. That's not on his coaching uh, record here. Unless there's some other year. All I got it. All I have here is uh Sioux Falls from 05 to 09. And then in 2020, he became head coach at Fresno State. Oh, oh, there oh five to 09. Okay, sorry. That is that's too far. That's too far back. I'm thinking more recent. But on that same note, uh, uh Fresno for two two years and then Washington two years, and now he's at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For players, like I said, coaches being able to dip up and leave for the bad players should be able to. Uh, when Roddy was talking about that earlier, he taking his boy Austin Mack with him <clears throat> down to Alabama. Teaches you to look out for your your. your uh, I need both best interests. It teaches you that at an early age. Go ahead, you good? No, I was just saying. Uh, Rodney posed the question earlier with Austin Mack following his former coach from Washington going to Alabama. What does that mean for the current Alabama quarterbacks on the roster? Speaking of this, yeah, so Doran, well, I think I think it lets Milro know he needs to transfer. I mean, because, well, hey, obviously, as far as DeBoer is concerned, he's bringing his luggage with him too, and it's Louis. <laughs> you know, to steal to steal Coach Prime's line, he say, "I'm bringing my folks with me." So, Milro, it's time for Milro to be like, "Yeah, I, I need to find somewhere else to go." If I'm not, if he's not going to be able to legitimately legitimately compete for the job, well, Milro does something completely different. Than Mac. Uh, Mac is more of a, a, a pocket quarterback. You know, he, he throws that deep ball. Culture. Um, like um, the coach that he just, he's uh, losing now. Um, the quarterback, what's the quarterback? Watch the name. Uh, shoot. Watch the quarterback what's name. name. What's the name? Jordan Love with Utah State. Oh, sorry. Watch the, man, what's the, watch the quarterback name? Oh. Uh, Penix, Michael Penix Jr. Penix, Michael Penix. So uh uh Mac is like uh, like Michael Penix in that you know he's a he's always looking downfield to throw the ball. That's not Milrose game. The white, Milrose, white. he's a runner first, a throw a second. Actually, mm-hmm. runner first, runner second, then a throw a third. 
that's really what he is. Oh. Um, so you're right. It, it, it's it, either you're gonna switch positions or you're gonna transfer. But the question is, by by being so late, <laughs> you know, all these other other uh quarterback spots have, have been taken. The musical chair's been playing for a while. You know, it's a little difficult to get in at the end <laughs> and then try to find one of those seats left over. <laughs> I I, mm, I, I don't have know. a landing spot for him if he was. Know. If he was to try to go uh transfer, jump in that portal, like we're talking, because I agree he needs to dip town because they're about to change the culture, uh, if mm-hmm. you will, at quarterback in Alabama. He should put oh, he no. might as well Jalen Hurt. Jalen Hurt was about to change. But if he has time and he's thinking like we're kind of thinking about what may happen with the new regime coming in, mm-hmm. I want to go look at Michigan because Jim Harbaugh's taking his guy. Well, not taking his guy, but uh, we know uh, JJ declared for the draft as well. So I could see Milro going to Michigan if he wants to compete high level again and be in big conference. That may be one landing spot if he uh, still has time to jump to the portal. That's just my opinion. Who's in Michigan, Rob? What what they what they talking about in Michigan in terms of hey, the Michigan the, got uh they got another four star recruit that's uh a freshman that'll be playing for them next year, but he's more of a again freshman. Whether Harbaugh is whether Harbaugh is there or not, I don't think Michigan's philosophy gonna change, and it's not. It's, uh, Milro uh, won't do well in Michigan because again they they want their quarterbacks. Uh, they really don't. Want, they don't let their quarterback run that much. Um, the running is done by the running is done by the by the running backs basically. Um, they want the quarterback to stay back there and um, orchestrate the offense. You know, dink it off, dink it off, and then you know when you have uh, when you when you got them on their toes, you know, throw it deep. That's what they want them to do. I don't know if Milrose can uh, can do that. Milrose can do that. You know, maybe because he didn't have to do that at Alabama. He didn't do it, but who knows? And finally, yeah, I- that dude who replaced the uh, uh, Jed Fish, Brent Brennan. Never heard of him, but that's the new coach of U of A. I was just looking well, at. Where did, where did he come from? Uh, he's oh, uh, just to just to, I had to fact check myself. I was totally off. Uh, it was Jordan Love, and he went to Utah State. I don't know why I was thinking. Oh, oh, was I thinking about uh, that he was the coach? He was Carson Wentz's coach. No, 2005 uh, to 2009. It was, it, I thought he was, anyway, so. Uh, anyway. But he was at University of Sioux Falls. He went in South Dakota State, D. Oh, Sioux Falls. Okay, okay. Oh, I was totally off. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking somebody told me. When he left Sioux Falls, he went to SIU, actually. And was their offensive coordinator from 2010 to 13. Um, then he came up here to Eastern Michigan from 14 to 16, was an offensive coordinator. Uh, then he went to Fresno State uh, under uh, Jeff Temper, became their offensive co- coordinator, and then he got the head coaching job there. Okay. So, um, yeah, he, he's been he, – so the, the, well, I guess because Sioux Falls is a – I think that's an NAIA school. Uh, let's see. It's probably an FCS, anything. NAIA schools. They only they only have uh 11, 1142 students. 
and 311 graduate oh, students. It's a, yeah, it's an NAIA. Um, he won three NAIA national championships, 06, 08, and 09, mm. which shows you oh. how, what kind of, what kind of uh, cachet that has because he left there after winning three national championships to go be an offensive coordinator in Southern Illinois. All right, we should have that, out that, to him. That, 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 that's about a that was about a paycheck, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Peter like Moore is an offensive coordinator and then uh, head coach is at any high school. Hey, right. hey, the good old boy network is something else, though. But anyway, moving on, hey, dudes, yeah, yeah, man, you All see, right, the we question? Gonna get to a little kind of basketball. So the question that we have is, well, we go back. Um, uh, Bronny James has had a lot of uh, hype behind him for a long time. Um, and he, he became a, a recruit at, you know, University of uh, Southern California, UC, uh, USC. Spirit. And uh, what? Shut up. Whatever you said, shut up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, he was a recruited at uh, USC, but the question is: Would Johnny, would Bronny James be a top recruit if his surname wasn't James? And dudes, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, come to me first. And uh, also, I'd like like to give a shout out to DoorDash. They just brought my hot wings. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, but uh. <laughs> I like to start it off, you know, basically uh, talking about, uh, you know, as far as the health goes of uh, Bronny James, you know, hopefully, you know, everything goes well with his career and he uh, remains healthy uh, here on out. But uh, I I definitely believe uh, the fact that he is LeBron James' son, that definitely plays a part in his recruiting, you know, him being a top recruit. He is a, he's about, what, 6'2", 6'3". But he's a slasher. He's not an outside shooter. He's not a ball handler. And so he's kind of like a tweener, so to speak. So I believe, uh, you know, of course, and then the biggest name in basketball, you know, that that couldn't hurt. But that definitely is the reason that why I believe uh, he's a top recruit. Right. Um, I was a top recruit. Doran, what's your thoughts on that? As you drink your water. What, what well, brand of water is that? <laughs> I, I ain't giving up. Uh-uh, yeah, uh-uh, any, any endorsements? Uh-uh, nope. So, faucet water. <laughs> y'all, y'all terrible. <laughs> y'all are terrible. Faucet water sponsored by Dory. <laughs> I think that I think that it's the the hype train more than it really has to do with talent. Um, I think one. Uh, and, and we've talked about this. Um, is that right? We're, we're, we're the, the college, the college ranks in terms of these top players aren't really necessarily going to college like that anymore, right? Um, so I think I, don't, I really think that I don't think that he got the type of I think he was talented enough to be a top recruit in college. I think the issue is, is that there's so much hype uh, with social media and all these kinds of things. And then, you know, just to really, you know, echo what Dude said, when you when you're the son of the the person who people are arguing 
uh, is the greatest player to ever play the game. That's a lot of pressure. And so everything he does is scrutinized. Like you said, Rodney, earlier, a man, they, what they showed him, you know, making a layup, that he's just making a layup. Well, right, everything that he does, whether it's good or bad, is going to be magnified. So if he if he has a great game, then they're going to start comparing him to his father. If he has a bad game, then all of a sudden, oh, he's never going to be able to live up to the legacy of, of his father. So there's 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 so much pressure on this kid that I wish they would just let him be a kid. Ad, also, I, I was thinking about this. Right, it just came up. I just thought about it. I just got an email from heaven. It just hit me. But um, okay. what do you think about the the attention that having LeBron James' son brings to the uh, to the um, you know the school? Oh, big time! Because they because people don't because. They're going to assume LeBron is going to be at the games. Exactly. So that's that, the that's a reason to recruit him as well. LeBron hey. is going to be sitting up in the owner's box or mm-hmm. or at a certain point, LeBron is going to donate. Exactly. To the school. Right. So so all, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it definitely comes into play. Yeah. But, I you know, give, him a, give him a chance. He, he's suffering the, 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 again, the Jeffrey and Marcus Jordan syndrome. Mm hmm. Well, go ahead, and it did just come off of a uh, uh, what is that a cardiac arrest or whatever. Cardiac arrest, right? Yeah. Sorry, 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 up a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Nash. Uh, just a couple things on that. So, with the question, would Bronny be a top recruit? So, we got to first define the top. We talking about top one hundred? It's a lot of kids. Top one hundred, top fifty, top ten. So, regardless, that's the first thing. But then, <clears throat> secondly, yeah. First of all, my answer is no. He would not be a top uh, 50 recruit in the country if his last name wasn't James. I mean, he could have kept his mama's last name, and that probably would have pushed him down to maybe a top 100. But the point being is one of the reasons why that goes kind of to uh, Rodney's question would even be a top recruit. No, and the reason why he is a top recruit why he was pushed up, why he's been elevated. It was it was unfortunate for him to uh, have the medical situation. But this whole thing, remember, guys, we just talked about what, what, what did Dorian say? 87, 88, 89, 90. Time is catching up with LeBron. And this whole thing is LeBron wants to be able to play with Bronny. So when Bronny got, got hurt with that, that situation, first thing I thought was like, man, well, that whole thing is out the door. And so this kind of that's kind of my little take on that that goes to Rodney's question. He would not be a top recruit, but just the fact that LeBron wants to be able to get on the court with his son is why he was being pushed to the status to where he was. And maybe perhaps a lot of this pressure, like Dorian said, not having time to be a kid, living up to the standards of your dad's last name or who your dad was, that may could have, I don't expect anything, led to his cardiac arrest just overwork, you know, the stress and all that. So that's my take on that. So to your question, Rodney, no, I don't think he would have been a top 50 recruit if his last name wasn't James. So, so here, go ahead, D, go ahead, D. I, it's something I just thought about too. It just like it, some hit me. You got an email as well, huh? You got the <laughs> you know, email. Interestingly enough, I think I just thinking about how, how they grew up. Look at, look at how many places they live. Mm-hmm. How he's never really been able to be at a particular school 
for any particular time. He's been he 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 went here. He started he started playing here. Well, then they moved to L.A. and then he was in L.A. for so many years. They were in Miami. They were in Cleveland. They were in that kind of thing. So you moved him around all of these different places. So he really never honestly got the chance to really go somewhere where he could honestly kind of be a, a, a top player. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, you really like his his senior year. I was just looking it up. Uh, he averaged uh, 13.8 points, 5.5 yeah. rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.8 steals. 13.8 points. You're thinking, ah, oh, 13.8 points. But he only played with them kids for it, what, a year? Mm-hmm. Two years? You, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I haven't really seen enough of him. So, so really, and, and, and any of the other high school. Yeah. And he's not a he, he's not a bad player by any stretch, but it's right. just the fact that you know. But, all right, so here, here's my issue. Here's, here's my issue. And he's yeah. not a star. <laughs> uh, Hold on, real Bruh, T.J. Oshie just scored a hat trick for the Washington Capitals. They beating the Blues ass five to two, man. I'm sorry, that's your hockey update since Dorian don't cover it no more. Anyway, back to you, sir. Man, I thought something happened. Give me a trade, an NBA trade. We're we'll talking about that. Good. No, so, that good. so nope. uh, uh, New York did not, not that he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. Right, mm-hmm. he's he's a, a decent basketball player, but the problem I have, they got him ranked. He they had him ranked as the 19th best recruit in high school last year, scoring 13 <laughs> points a game. Paid a lot nothing for that rank. Nothing that you see on on his stats, even in the games, would suggest that he's the 19th best player in the country. Not even Uh-oh. close. Uh-oh. And then Uh-oh. he gets it. Then he gets to college. Dude said it. He's six foot three. He's a six foot three shooting guard that slasher. can't shoot. Yeah, slasher. Yeah, that's- can't shoot. Uh, he he is nowhere close to the uh, athletic as Le- his daddy is. Not even close. Um, he does have a good feel for the game, but he's not a point guard. Mm-hmm. So they created this person. And, and and the thing about it, <laughs> I was just reading. You know. Uh, doing my research a second ago, this man has had seven seven million IG followers since he was in elementary school. Seven million IG followers since he was in elementary. We don't even have seventy. <laughs> imagine if LeBron. Imagine if <laughs> imagine if LeBron had IG and all that when he was in high school and the coverage but that he, he was getting. Back. That brings me to the point. That brings me to the point. Oh, different sign of times, not- right? It's not that that Bronny's a bad player, but Mm -hmm. he's been groomed by his father to be Mm -hmm. the next coming. Um, His father is the one that said, (laughs) I'm I'm trying to stick it out so I can play with my son. So what's happening? Now these teams are pushing Bronny's ranking up because they're assuming that he's going to be a one-and-done player and he's coming to the league and we need to draft him because we want LeBron to come. That's so to, to answer my question, <laughs> would he be a top recruit? Not even close yeah. if his name wasn't James. Nope. And you know what, Rod? I was just trying to think of uh like star uh star slashing basketball players at like six two, six three. 
And the only thing I can think Brady. of maybe well, well maybe uh, Donovan Mitchell. But I mean, he's like he's ultra athletic. You know what I'm saying? What you trying to say? What you trying to say is Bronny is the next. But see, the problem is I don't think he's mediocre. That's the problem. How did mediocre (laughs) mediocre man get in this? That's the word, Rodney. We're trying to figure out. You know, you you seen Rodney trying to steal your pocket, but um. Again, and at, at the end of the day, I, I hope that I'm wrong about the brother. I hope that he develops his game and he is the next coming of his dad. But as of right now, he's done nothing <laughs> to even attempt to show. Let me, let me tell you how bad he was. Uh, the game the other night, they got blew out by, I think it was Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb, uh, Caleb Love blew him out. Blew, I mean, completely blew him out. That's the one where I said, D. They showed a highlight, and his highlight was him shooting a layup. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, that's what that was? Him they, shooting they, a layup? They got to they 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 show him in there. They got to put him in there. Hey, <laughs> mind you, I'm the last person in the world to be talking about somebody shooting layups. Yeah, right. If you <laughs> made a layup, we're we, we preparing the highlights. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said. It definitely be a highlight. Bruh, that, that, that's his highlight. That, that's all he did. He, he, I think he shot like three of of like 12 it was horrible uh he did hit a three though he hit a three but but that's all you get what but the most important the is uh it's field goal attempts so as long as you're getting shots up that's all that matters yeah but caleb caleb love killed him i mean absolutely destroyed him in that game so uh no that's my answer but caleb <laughs> love answer. is also a senior and he's a freshman Coming off cardiac arrest. I thought Love was a junior. But again, I think it's more, you know, I, I, huh? Or is it, hold on, let me see. Caleb Love? Caleb Love, uh, shit, he about to be a junior. No, he's a junior this year. He's 22, so he must be a senior, junior, something like that. Caleb Love's a junior. Came got that bag. Yeah, he spent three years in North Carolina. He's a senior. He spent three years in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, now he's oh. at uh, Arizona. Speaking of which, we number four in the country, y'all. Six y'all four from, from, from St. Louis, y'all. Six four from St. Louis. Caleb Love. Shout out St. Louis. Exactly. Caleb Love. Let's say I got to follow the brother. He down there balling the U of A. Because ASU ain't shit basketball. He played for uh, Jason Tatum. Oh, he played for uh, AAU team? Yeah, nah, uh, at CBC. Oh, dead. Yeah, big J. Yeah, you bet. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, all right, Justin, all right, Justin, Justin, Justin Tatum. Yeah, yeah so, Justin some, Tatum. Some, some other fellas uh, that played this wonderful game that we call basketball. Speaking uh, of 87, 89. Dorian and I can say some friends of ours. <laughs> we going to claim it, D. We going to claim it. All right, we going to claim it. <laughs> we going to claim it. Because if he saw us, he knew he'd know exactly who we were. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make sure you hashtag. But, uh, during, during our heyday, um, even though Dorian hates Michigan, mm. he loved the Fab Five. Only, only because they're my, they're my boys now. I hated them when I was at U of I because they was always putting a thumping on us. 
<laughs> and let now you they know. Cool. Now they could. Cool. Oh, they still, bruh. Man, Jimmy King still let us know about that. Every time we go up there, he has something to say. Like since this year, Sterling Sharp was was instigating. <laughs> but yeah, so but now I'm glad to see that they got back and that they hopefully that's not a photo op. And they they've really gotten gotten over their differences or whatever, and they you know they could go to being being friends again. Yeah, I'm oh, hoping they resolve their issues, man. Because I mean that that was a special team. Oh yeah, man. I hated them, but I love to watch. It was the well, the issue was more with with Weber than it was the other four. Um, uh-huh. And uh, it, but they finally, you know, ego is 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 a is a crazy thing man when, when somebody bruises your ego you know it take a lot for you to, to to try to talk to them to try to forgive them or whatever but once that conversation once that conversation was had matter of fact we, we even talked uh d we talked to um Jalen about this once that conversation was had you know they started putting the egos aside and decided you know they started talking to each other and then right. they right. had this this particular uh um Event right here where they all got together for the first time since '93, uh, hmm. back at uh, Chrysler Arena at University of Michigan. Not that they, not that they uh, haven't gotten together, but it's the first time all five of them have gotten together since '93 because they, you know, you get two or three here and there, you know, because they still talk, you know, right. just just like brothers, man, brothers fight, oh, yeah, you right. know. But at the end of the day, y'all gonna talk, you know. Uh, but for the first time since 93, they all got together and they all went to a game uh, to, in support of Juwan Howard uh, at Chrysler Arena. Now, Michigan's team sucks <laughs> right now, uh, and Juwan may not be there too much longer, but uh, well, that being said... I ain't clapping for him to lose his job. I'm just clapping for Michigan because Michigan sucks. <laughs> but that being said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing because I don't care who, it's the toss-up between the Fab Five and the Running Rebels as to the the, the best teams in, in college basketball history. Now I give it to the Running Rebels because they won. Yeah, and I like you on that. Shout out to our other, shout out to our other friends, Larry Johnson and uh, Anderson Hunt. Anderson Hunt. <laughs> name dropping. <laughs> Look at these name mm. dropping. But LJ, no, I'm the biggest Knicks fan there is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we could tell. uh, You you look like you've been suffering. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a great thing that they they get together. Shut up, dudes. That they got together, (laughs) um, put put aside their differences, and uh, went back to the the, uh, location where they, you know, did all the damage against all the other NCAA teams where they made their name, I- including the fight in the line, mm. including the fight in the line. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, that Michigan played uh, Illinois. I want to say today they are playing right now. Uh, it's second half, Illinois is up 45 38. Uh, they're in Chrysler right now, and so we need to keep that score going. Illinois, because y'all, I, I, I and I. Hey, we got uh, to do a show. Uh, we got to do a show one time talking about uh, like our memories of that uh, Illinois team, that great team with Nick Anderson, Kenny Battle. Oh uh, man, let's do a show. Battle about over that Seattle. 
I can tell my I can tell my I bumped into Marcus Liberty in the cafeteria story. <laughs> yeah. I can tell my I, I uh I did a flying cross body drop on Kenny Battle when he's playing an Emmy. <laughs> Knock him down. <laughs> Hey, there used to be some good balling going on in Empy. Hey, you, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna dunk on, on my teammates and, not, and me not do nothing for uh, about it. But but <laughs> hey, after that he remembered me forever after that one though. Oh yeah, my, my dad still got the uh, he still got a we got a VHS tape of Rodney getting dunked on at Scott Air Force Base too. So I'm about to What's get up, that. Dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> you, you don't have that. That does not exist. That does not exist. Send me that. You remember that day? <laughs> does not exist. I'm that does not exist. Please. I don't know what and you're look, talking on, about. On camera, ride. Say, hey, did, hey, hey, cut that. <laughs> hey, cut that out, man. You can't be hey, showing that. What serious note? You can't be showing that. What serious note? Back to Michigan. <laughs> Something worse than uh Rodney's basketball game, Rodney. Uh uh, uh, yeah, so this week we had, um, actually it's just, you can't, you can't do that while I'm laughing, man. Yeah. That's life, a rough transition. Happened, man. It's, it's, it's a very unfortunate, very unfortunate, uh, that, that's a horrible transition. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very unfortunate, um, incident that happened, uh, this week to the Golden State Warriors and to the NBA in general, actually to basketball uh, in general, because he was a international basketball player and coach. Uh, but, uh, was it Dayan Milojevic? Milojevic. <laughs> Dayan Milojevic. Why are you guys laughing? Listen, man, you can't be laughing, man. Dorian, what are you doing? Dante, Dante said you was going to fuck you. You didn't hey. have to. We were all going along. Listen, man. This is Rodney we say. This is the RIP. Rodney doing all the tracks. You know. Start over, Rodney. How you gonna laugh during the RIP section, man? Hey, we're talking about like Fred Sample during the last RIP section drinking. So maybe we should do RIPs last. His life. Listen. No, I'm sorry. Dante said in the very beginning. Rodney doing all this accent, looking it up on Google, and he gonna get out here and mess it up. And that's exactly what you did. You got away and messed it up. Oh. Oh. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut this all off. You can't be laughing doing RIP section, man. If you cut the sound, it kind of look like we're crying. Oh, so we're oh. gonna. Oh my god. Anyway, joy and sadness. Uh, but so on a serious note. On a serious note. Um yeah. so the Golden State Warriors family did did um have a tragic tragic tragedy happen to them. Um it's kind of kind of weird. They were all having a coach's dinner before a game. Mm -hmm. You know, they all get together before a game. Uh they were playing Utah the, the next the very next night, and during dinner. Um, Dion had a, a massive heart attack, and 
Um, you know, they tried to resuscitate him there. Um, they were successful a little bit, but by the time he got to the hospital, you know, it was just uh, too big of a uh, emergency uh, medical situation, and unfortunately, he didn't. He did not uh, survive it. Um, and you know, he's a a championship coach with the Warriors. Um, he was the international player. Like I said, an international coach. And from every person that you've listened to since this incident has occurred, uh, they said even though he was a great player, great coach, he's an even better person. Uh, and then sometimes you hear that, you know, you think, okay, people are just saying that. But in this particular case, um, everyone that you come across said the same thing. They said it didn't have anything to do with basketball. Uh, he was <laughs> – Mike uh, Mike Brown, the coach of uh, the Sacramento Kings, said <laughs> if if they put pictures in the dictionary and you look up Gentle Giant, you will see Dayon in there, and um, and he was real real close to the guy. So we do want to send you know uh, blame it on the boogies uh, condolences to the family uh, to the Golden State Warriors because I mean <laughs> it's one of those things, bro. And y'all, dudes and Dorian know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Donovan passed, when my friend Donovan passed away, um, it was, it, I mean, it was killing us. But mm -hmm. basketball was the thing that brought us a little bit of joy. If, if only for a couple of moments, it brought us joy. So I want these guys to be able to get back on the basketball court um, to remember their coach. And in the case of Golden State, you know, <laughs> try to use it. Try to yeah, use dedicate something. Dedicate the season to him. And, yeah, know, dedicate your season to try to use to it to propel them. Eliminate all the animosity between Draymond and the rest of the team, and um, you know, get to playing better basketball. Uh, you know, get, do his memory good. Um, but on behalf, you know, on behalf of the uh, BOTB posse, that's all of us. Our condolences, our prayers, our thoughts go to the family, uh, the friends, the team, and the NBA in in uh, in general. Because even though there's a lot of players in the NBA that were never coached by him, the NBA is still a a, a, a family. And when one team hurts, you know all the teams hurt. So. Uh, I'm not gonna try to say the name no more because Dorian, I don't want him laughing in case I messed it up. I'm gonna let Dorian say the name. What's, what's the name, D? Dayan Maloyevic. And yeah. that's exactly what I did. And I said that while I was eating candy. That's not what you said. That is that's not what, what you said. But anyway, we're gonna move on. Dorian bragged on He said it while he was eating. We're gonna, we're gonna move on from Dayan, but we're gonna still talk about these go to state warriors. Go because these team mm, mm, mm. has come across, come across some 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 bad little situations lately. Why, Lord, uh, why? But the question is: all right, Draymond Draymond Green came back. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? It was about. Uh, it was like about Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Draymond came back after missing. Uh, what was it like thirteen games or fourteen games, whatever it was? 
Mm-hmm. But they were still losing. They still lost. Um, Draymond's presence hasn't um, brought back. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Draymond's presence hasn't brought back um, the, the winning nature that the Golden State Warriors were used to. Uh, as the breaking news, as Dante said, man, Jalen Brunson got 40 points. Against, it is against the Wizards, but he got 40 points, man. He better be an all-star, but let's go back. But D, your, your Warriors, man, do you do you see a path for them improving and changing their fortunes for this year? No. I said we had this discussion the last time, and we uh, we talked about the fact that that last championship, you know, the cards just fell into place for them. Nobody expected them to win that championship out of the three spot, so <clears throat> the cards just played right. So they were already starting to decline for me. I just, you know, they just happened again. The 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 all the stars aligned and they won that championship in 2022 or whatever that was, right? But they've been on a decline. Draymond has been on a decline for a long time in terms of his contributions. Um, I and I and I think part of their problem and how you can tell that the Warriors have declined is start looking at their defensive percentages. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time that they were really winning championships and dominating, they were one of the top defensive teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They certainly were. But now you don't see that anymore. Draymond, you know, you know, th- there's a reason Draymond has resorted to to punching opposing centers in the head because he can't guard them. Uh-huh. And kicking them in the balls. <laughs> no, right. You know, because, you know, before he could guard them. He and could do he can't do that anymore. And and really, that's what really led to a lot of his points. Mm-hmm. He was getting a lot of points in transition. Draymond's never been a three-point shooter. He he's going to get you the offensive. He's going to get you the rebound. He's going to get you the hustle plays. And he might get you 12. And then, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but then once he started to decline, like, uh, you know, like uh, Chuck said, he was a single-single man mm-hmm. you know where at first he was getting triple doubles so no i i think that the the only way for them to really get to honestly get better uh is is they're gonna have to package some people we'll get to that and, and and try to get some try to get some draft picks uh but 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 i don't know because of the fact that they've started to slide and and not playing nearly as well who who on their team can you really can, to kind of get to your question? I guess when I think about it, is who on their team can you really trade to get some draft capital for, or to get somebody you need in return? Like who who was it really? Because I heard uh, earlier before we got on, uh, one I, I can't know who exactly it was said something about uh, Pascal Siakam. So we'll we'll figure we'll talk about it in a minute. Well, no, no, I'm saying going to going to the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's just kind of like I don't really know if that would could really help them. So now I don't I don't really see a, any kind of path for them. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be the play in, or you know maybe the, the eighth seed if they can get healthy or something and get on a roll. But nah, D Doug, 
Well, I think uh, with any great team or a championship team, you know, there's a window. Uh, and just like all teams, you know, father time catches up with you and that w- window eventually closes. Um, it seemed like it It just happened all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, uh, I know the, uh, the pool punch and all that stuff kind of accelerated everything. But, uh, I mean, who could have seen um, – Wiggins declining as fast as he did. You know, he fell off the map. I, I don't think he's starting anymore, is he? I think they took him out of the starting lineup. Kaminga, well, Kaminga was starting. He yeah. was back in the starting lineup. Yeah, and then you got um, Clay, of course. You know, he had the injuries, and, you know, so I think he's still in denial about his decline because, uh, you know, that, that uh, torn ACL and tore, uh, torn Achilles, it robs you of your, uh, you know, defensive ability you know to slide laterally and then also you have the uh situation where it, he stopped you know he had the ray allen thing where he was running around picks and running around screens and you know he was uh a lot more athletic so he lost that so th- that hurt him so his decline was rapid uh like dorian mentioned draymond his situation where um he he dropped off you know he was a he was a great role player and, uh, you know, he was never a big score. You know, he could make a timely three-pointer if, you know, left completely wide open. But now he's resorted to the uh, to, to all the antics. And, uh, like I said, uh, I saw at the, t- the season when uh, Steph and Clay were hurt and Draymond was left there by himself. I mean, he did nothing. He, he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't give the team anything. So, you know, he's kind of – I hate to say this, but he he kind of wrote the coattails of uh, Steph and Clay. You know, he did contribute. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But it uh, it was good for him to be on their team. Don't put it all on my dudes. I would tell you one of the things we said. We talked about this, and Rodney, I think it was episode maybe eighteen. Now we have to go back. It was expected. First of all, they eighty-seven. What you say, uh, Dorian? What's our lottery numbers? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety. Them motherfuckers old by the time catching up with him. But what was expected was Chris Paul to get motherfucking hurt. That also put them back. Another old dude we all know gonna get hurt. Got hurt. Draymond got suspended. Clay came back from his injuries. You know, Steph just gonna run around. He ain't gotta play defense because ain't nobody else doing it. He Steph gonna get his number. It's time to break it up. And so, then you also have to look at it as far as um the young guys they brought in were supposed to supplant these guys in the lineup, uh, i.e. James Wiseman, Kaminga, Moses Moody. That never happened. Let him go. And Let that them all go, accelerated baby. the uh, decline. Let them all go. That's what's wrong with them. That's the news. So, oh, it's old, so, right? Uh, the, 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 thing about it, the thing about it is, to me, it goes to, to the front office. Because what they were trying to do was uh, instead of all right, so you got Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond, and they got this this window of opportunity where they can compete, and they were trying to keep that window open while also bringing in these young players to you know to kind of be in the, the waiting in the wings to take over when they when they decided to get rid of them. They never committed one way or the other. Either you're gonna to commit to to um, getting doing what you got to do to keep this window open, or you're gonna to commit to to getting your young folks ready to go. Oh, and they I forgot to mention a uh, pool ride. 
yeah, you know, he was supposed to be, yeah, in that mix too. Who was, who was supposed to be? Uh, he got paid. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be stiff. Yeah. Right. They and they paid him like he was stiff, even though he played no defense whatsoever. Never has. Like stiff. He he would jack up fifty foot shots trying mm-hmm. to be stiff. Now he can hit on occasion, but he's not stiff. That's but what they, they brought him in the groom to be stiff. We know he can't show yeah. like stiff. You just said it. They brought him in to be the next uh-huh. step. So the, but, the, 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 the front, the front of me was, it was the front yeah. office. They never, they never committed one way or the other. And they still haven't committed. Because they, they won't let them hold. Uh, you let the old head pull them time to be your next step. The never biggest always. issue is when they drafted Wiseman instead of uh, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo should have been the pick. Uh, you, figure out, you figure out what to do with him once you get him on there. But mm-hmm. white men played what two games in college, right? They th- they brought him in to talk about oh he's gonna be you know shooting from three. Wiseman can never shoot threes. He didn't play defense. He get, couldn't rebound. He was too too soft. He got pushed around all of it. He was just a, a wasted pick. And you can't waste number two picks at the Pistons when they. And then you know what it makes me think about right? It makes me think about uh, Danny Ainge said the biggest lesson he learned from Red Arbach. He said he once heard Red Arbach said the. Uh, uh, the biggest mistake he ever made was he held on to the big three too long. Celtic, uh, Larry Bird, McKeel, and Parrish. And Ainge said when he heard that, he was shocked. He's like, what? But, you know, being a, a great general manager, or yeah, you have to make those decisions. That's why Ainge traded uh, Garnett. Uh, Garnett. Uh, Garnett. <laughs> traded yeah. Garnett and, and, um, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. He's like, look, hey, are y'all going to give me how many first-round draft picks? Okay. Well, let's go because got no one to hold them, no one to fold them. No the team one to wasn't winning, away, no one to run. They weren't winning when they had them in the first place. So hey, let me get let me get what I can when I can, and and move on. But see now you can't trade Steph. I mean, well you're not gonna trade Steph, but you no, can't, can't trade, trade Steph. Can't trade him with everybody. I think somebody might kick the tires on Clay. I think somebody will kick the tires on Clay. I think they're gonna be disappointed, but they're gonna kick. But to trade for him, you got to give up a lot to get Clay, man. Uh, yeah, it's hard coming up with forty million dollars in your team. I think the Knicks will do it. Get, no, 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 no. Mind you, I would love to have Clay on my team because that, that's what we need. We need a shooter. Yeah, well, I think I think he, he might work with the Knicks. That's all you got to do is shoot. But if they're not gonna take, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Fournier. Uh, yeah, uh, Fournier. If they're not gonna take Fournier. And maybe Grimes. Well, I'm still pissed they didn't trade Grimes for uh for Donovan Mitchell. That, that's my. <laughs> we we don't get to that in a minute. We get to that. Yeah, I, get to that I, in I, a minute. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Moving on. Go to state. Um, another event that happened this week. We had a showdown of the big dudes, and for shoot the first time I can remember them actually going against each other. Um, Embiid showed why he is. The reigning MVP in this game. So this was Dante. Say Dante. What up, <laughs> Mister? I hate the NBA. <laughs> uh, why, why you think MB got the best of Joker in that game? I think he got the best of him in sarcasm. First of all, well, and I just joke. I think uh, MB got the best of media because he was being criticized more so 
But basically, they were talking about how he was trying to, he was hiding from the Joker, this and that, and came down to big games and stuff. You got to remember, we're talking about the same guy, the defending uh, MVP, he's the last two former MVPs, who's also looking at not even being eligible uh, to make the all star team and stuff because of potential injuries and all that. So for him to come out and do what he did in that recent game for like 40 some points, and then the sarcasm at the end of the game, I thought was great. For him to come out and call, you know, the Joker, you know, the greatest of all time and everything else. You know, great sarcasm. That's what basketball players uh, do to each other. But like um, me and dudes were talking about earlier, first of all, just to see big men on the court. These are like dinosaurs, but these are true big men. That's why they're the last two MVPs. That's why they made the money uh, or whatever that's out there. So it was great to see that because. We talk about a dude, we like I said on uh blame it on the boogie, y'all. If y'all don't know, we never call this guy out by his full name. <laughs> you never call a guy out you, by his full name. You, you, never, you got his nickname. So don't say that. You 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 resorted, you know what to talk about, right? You adopted the nickname, but we will call him DeAndre Ayton. That's you that refused to call him by his we'll name. Refusals with Michigan. I refuse to put this up in Michigan. I refuse to do yeah, that. Yeah, for oh, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, uh-huh. He is forever known. He will be monikered. He is the mediocre man. So, Rodney, if you, uh, I had this, I want to show you something, Rodney. This, hey, y'all, this was from the holiday. I was telling the boys about this, everybody watching. You see the score. Phoenix played uh, Portland. So, of course, you know, that old rivalry. I was checking the box score. And if you see that, I pulled up. The uh, Trailblazers box score. Well, who name don't you see on there? Mediocre man. Neither mediocre man or his guy given name. Not down in the injured, nowhere to be found. So I'm like, man, what's going on with this dude? Well, that, that's what's going on with him, Rodney. Obviously, this has been longer than uh, this was a couple weeks ago. But dude had missed 10 games. Motherfucker didn't play, hadn't played since almost Christmas, Rodney. Talk about stealing money. Like I always said, that's what he was doing in Phoenix. That 20 and 10, y'all was so hype about. Look at his picture. Just cheesing right there. He's stealing money in Portland. Talking about his knee hurt. Nah. Oh, there's the pearls. The pearls. Y'all see what he is. What is so, he? <laughs> so we talk about the Joker and B and these big men down here banging. This dude ain't even nowhere on the court. Missing in action, right? Now. Right, Charles Barkley banging them big men. <laughs> <laughs> banging down low. <laughs> banging down stop. Yeah, a buster, man. So we was up here talking about those uh you know, uh, MB and Joker, and it reminded me, you guys remember when I did that whole comparison of why he wasn't worth the money. And remember, MB and the Joker, those guys were on there, worth their money. This bum is still stealing money. So shout out to Mediocre Man, wherever you at, stealing money up in Portland. Because he didn't want to play for like the whole month. I mean, what kind of load management is that, uh, dudes? When you don't play, when you suck anyway. Why do you need load management when you already suck, dudes? Explain that to me, my brother. He says knee hurt. <laughs> but back to Joker and uh, MB, D. Um, like we said, uh, we mentioned earlier, it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, that some centers are actually excelling in the league. You know, it kind of puts us back to those days in the 90s where we had Ewing, Elijah Wan, David Robertson, 
uh, Mutombo. You know, those are the good days. Even though those guys don't play like these guys, but, you know, these guys are a lot softer. But still, you get the picture. Speaking of soft, too bad they got a Wimby. Wimby Yama listed as a seven-foot-eight small forward. I don't think – I ain't never seen him go down and bang in the paint, as Chuck would say. He ain't been – no, banging each other. Banging down low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I'm gonna tell you, uh, uh as, as horrible as the banging in the paint, little chubby. Hey, as horrible as the pistons are, uh the big man down low, Jalen Miller. And they are horrible. That dude is a beast, man. He he, he is a beast. He, he he's gonna be the next the next uh well, once he once he actually learns how to shoot uh, a nice jump shot, once he gets that jump shot down, where you gotta respect him uh to move away from the paint. Once he once he gets that shot down, man, he, he gonna be the best because bro, I haven't seen anybody rebound uh like him since matter of fact, since Andre Drummond. <laughs> when Andre Drummond was getting 20 rebounds a game, that's what Duran is doing. And he barely he wow. just turned 21, I think. Hey, the Ben Wallace days are rebounding. That's what y'all miss. That's what y'all need up there. Hey, but speaking of a mediocre man and something he will never, ever be in the discussion of, and that's the All-Star voting. Rodney, why is the All-Star voting Joe? Well, that was Dorian got that information. Did you tell us about that? Okay, so I, I saw a um, document in the, in the that it, it, I forgot how it caught my eye. It said something about all-star voting, something is wrong with the numbers or something was kind of the clickbait. But what it got into was about how, okay, so they, they vote, the, fans vote, the fans vote the starters, right? Mm -hmm. But then after that, the coaches get to choose the, the other seven reserves. <laughs> and then they have to choose two guards and then five other players. Right. So it's like after the starters, if you look at the West, the guard possibilities in the West. Right. What is it? OK, it says here we go. It says fan fan ba ba blah, blah, blah. fan ballot voting for all star starters closes on January the 20th, meaning we're one week away from starters being announced on TNT. Afterwards, the, re the reserves will be selected by the coaches who choose two guards, three front court players. And two wild card players. Wild card. What the mm. kind of European basketball? So, so right now, or at the time that this document was written, uh, what was that? Uh, on eight. Oh, what's today? The eighteenth. So it was today, earlier today. Um, in the West, it's Luca, Steph, LeBron, KD, and and the Joker. In the East is Halliburton, but he's hurt. But Halliburton, Trey Young, Giannis, uh, Jason Tatum, and uh, Embiid. So right. what that leaves you, so in the West, in with guards, remember you get two guards. Mm -hmm. It leaves you with Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Anthony Edwards, James Harden, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Desmond Bain, Kyrie, and Jamal Murray to choose from. Um, Which guards would you take in that deal? Shout out to James Harden, baby. We on our list. All right. 
Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to, I'd have to I have to think about that. Off the top of my head, I probably go SGA and Anthony Edwards. Told you I trust um, because maybe I could use a, a wild card to get somebody else. But then, but then check it out. So now in the front court players, you've got Gobert, Jalen Williams, Holmgren, Laurie Markinen, Kawhi, Paul George, Sabonis, Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. With Yama, of course they're gonna have him in there, and uh, Sengun. So now in the East, holding him, we got Jalen Brown, Derek White, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, Dejounte Murray, and then in the front court you got Porzingis, Scotty Barnes, Julius Randle, DeRozan, Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and uh, Bankero. So it's up. like somebody, hey, somebody. Hey, is, say Randall. Yeah, Randall's name. They have Randall's name. Yeah, they say Randall. The New York Knicks, Julius Randall's on that list. Yes, of of possibilities of who oh, he no. would be reserved. That's why, like you said, the All Star voting is a joke. Just because Julius Randall is Rodney, I'm gonna rant for you, Rodney. I don't even want you to lose your breath. Say your breath for next topic. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's a joke. Some of them well, the Knicks have been winning, so we. we hey, hold on. He, yeah. he, he is deserving. He is deserving oh, oh, of an all star possibility to be there. Where's my ex file? Rodney is actually praising Randy. Oh, my God. You all right? The boy got a fever? Hey, as long as we won, we won tonight, so he'll he'll. Uh, oh, no. oh, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, Rodney's uh, Rodney has a love hate relationship with Randall. It's fluid. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but but uh, going to what dudes were saying, um, the if, if we were to look at this in the West, Dante and Curry, they, they're going to be two starters. Uh, LeBron, mm-hmm. Jokic, and Durant are the, the four players. Um, mm-hmm. if you had to pick two more guards and and what is it? How many people on the bench? You said seven more, three, two guards, three front court, two wild card. Mm-hmm. Just All right, so give me two guards, give me three front court, and two wild cards. Why they call them the centers wild cards? Go ahead, dude. Uh, and we talking about West, right? We're talking about West, okay. So, my two guards, uh, would be would me would be. Shade Gilkish Alexander That's and Kyrie. Kyrie. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um now you get your guy for the front court. Front court. Mediocre guys. Uh Kawhi Leonard. Okay. And AD. Ooh. You got three. That's four. Oh, I need another one. You need one more. You need uh, one more for a person. You only two. Go ahead and two. give me uh KD. Between Paul George and uh, what's his name? Already, KD already a starter. Yeah, he, he's a starter already. It's between Paul George and uh, Ingram. Let's go, with Paul George. Okay. Okay. Dolan. Okay, I said Shea Gilgis Alexander, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Oh shoot, uh, I forgot. I forgot front, Anthony Edwards. He's one court. of my wild cards. Front court, I go uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh. I don't know. I'm torn between Brandon Ingram and Zion because I did also choose them to be. But Zion only had one rebound the other night, so I'm angry at him. 
But uh, Kawhi, Brandon Ingram, and uh, I don't know why AD's name is not on here. Yeah, um, AD's been playing great. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and I would I would go AD would be my three, and then my wild cards uh, would be uh, Zion and uh, Kyrie. Mine would be um, Anthony Edwards and uh, Fox. All right, I'm going uh, again. SGA is a no-brainer. He he got to be on there. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and my other one, I, I gotta go Anthony Edwards for my other mm-hmm. guard. I don't know how I forgot um, him. <laughs> front court, <laughs> as as much as uh, everybody want to dog out AD, man, AD has been balling this year. Uh, you you got to give it to him. Um, and the the uh, inventor of load management, Kawhi Leonard, has been balling. Yeah. Hasn't uh, – I, I think he only missed, what, one game this year? Mm-hmm. No load management. Uh, or maybe two. Yeah. Now, I'm going uh, – you got to give it to Sengul, Sengul, man. He has been – the brother get 20 and 10 every night. Oh, mediocre. The only Sorry, thing about him is, uh, you know, he playing on Houston, uh, but he he has been balling. So those. So those you you put him in over who though? Uh, over Paul George. Over Paul George and Brandon Ingram and. Yeah, now I'm coming back with uh, my two wild wild cards, <laughs> Paul George, uh, <laughs> and I. I'm torn between going with uh, Harden, not Harden, not definitely not Harden. <laughs> um, you want Harden for the Knicks <laughs> in the Kyrie Irving or um, I might have to go Ingram, man. Go with Kyrie, man. Kyrie's great to watch in an All Star game. He's flashy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but a consensus, we, we all say uh, uh, SGA should be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also a- said AD and Kawhi. Let's see, so Riggle Mine, my guards at the point guard. I'm having the system. Shout out to shoot James Harden bringing the rock up, and he's gonna be tossing the ball off to my shooting guard, Devin Booker. Then down in that paint somewhere, that's Harden gonna have his fat suit on, or what are he gonna do? <laughs> Trust system. Down in the paint down there somewhere. AD, we agree. I like AD. Gotta get our boy in there. Come on, dudes. Gotta get Prazingis on the list, man. Come on, man. Shout out Prazingis in Boston. And then Kawhi. Kawhi is balling. You and didn't know Prazingis was in the east, right? Oh, excuse me. That's why I did have him on my east side. So that's gonna up somebody for me right to that spot. That's going to be Paul George. Basically, where I'm going with this, it's almost a uh, Clipper squad. I'm looking at, I've got James Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George, like you said, Przingis is out in the East, and AD. So AD, Kawhi, and Paul George. Right there, you already got three Clippers and the Phoenix Sun. Then as the wild card or whatever they call him, I want Kyrie out there. And it's, what's the kid name? Uh, excuse me, I can see his face up in uh, Minnesota. Edwards. Anthony Edwards. That's hey, my. That's my. Hey, did you notice that? Did none of us hey, say Devin Booker? I did. Oh, you did. 
I said, for my shooting guard. I said, James Harden going to be uh, passing the ball to Devin Book at the shooting guard. Then oh, AD, okay. Kawhi, Paul George, Kyrie, and Anthony Edwards. That's my squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this Timberwolves Grizzlies game right now. <laughs> So what about the, do you, what about the East, right? All right. So uh in the East, um I gotta figure out how to get Trey Young off of this lineup. Trey the kids love Trey Young and Trey Lo- Young loves the kids. Hey, that's the problem. <laughs> he loves the kids. I don't, I don't uh, agree with the that's Trey Young thing. Population thing, because then you know, just the population East Coast is something. There's yeah. no reason why Trey Young should be on this damn list. Well, the kids voted him in. You know they love him because that's all they see in it. Really, it really makes it, it makes my um because I got to pick two guards. It makes it difficult because yeah, the, Donovan Mitchell has been straight balling. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to put Trey um, Young on your list. Yeah, you do. He already yeah, he's already on there. So that's yeah. the problem. This true, right? That's why. Uh, so you got to have Donovan Mitchell now. You know I gotta put Brunson. Yeah, you gotta have Brunson. I Especially agree. Brunson, but that leaves Charlie Maxi off. That's the problem. Yeah, that, that's the hurdle. That's the problem. You and gotta get Maxi on there some kind of way. You got a wild card. Right? Uh, Hold on. Uh, I'm going Randall, uh, Bam, and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Those are my three front court. Front court. Now, as my wild, you, you said two wild cards, right? Yep. Then, yeah. then I'm bringing Maxi back. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, Dory. It depends on on, on if, if Jimmy is healthy or not. If Jimmy healthy, I'm putting him on. If he's not, I'm going Banchero. Well, who? Banchero. Duke Blair. So you would put Dom, you would put a dam on there, right? Dame in the in the East, man. I I, I but. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Who? Who's who spotting gonna take? Well, now nah, I'm just asking. What? I, I agree with you though. Which one will get hurt first? Which <laughs> one will get hurt first? So who you that's who I do. That's who I you got, remove. Um, Whichever one the subject get hurt first, that's the one you remove. I got. Um, let me see. Let me go down the list here. Uh, I got a Brunson. Because the East gotta have a Brunson and Maxi. Oh, you a Max? Um, okay. Yeah, I do got to lose it. Let me see who else. They got to represent my my. Got, uh, gotta go with Jalen Brown. I mean, I'm just yeah. Yeah, yeah I gotta get Boston in there. Boston. So Brunson, uh, Maxi, Jalen Brown, Bam, Bam. Okay. I, I would go with Butler, but Butler's been hurt a lot, so I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Bam. Nobody that's been hurt or subject to be hurt on your All Star voting. Uh, People don't understand that. Who else? Um, yeah, two more. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, said I, said Brown. I said Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, one more front court. You said, you said Brown and uh and uh Bam. Who else you got in the front court? Uh, I'm going with Porzingis. Okay. No, I got to get the Boston people in there. All right, so now you got your two wild cards. My two wild cards are mm, in the East. 
I'm struck. I'm struggling. I, I, you already know I want to add my Boston players, but I, I got to be honest with because the Knicks have been Drew, playing great. <laughs> Drew is not. Drew ain't been playing. Drew ain't uh, also worthy this year, man. No, nah, not this year. Oh man. Well, Rodney, why do still? This gonna, this gonna hurt. Say, this gonna hurt. I'm gonna say Randall. What about Spider? Yeah, I'm a, Randall and Spider. I go with that. I'm I don't want to add Randall, but I'm a know, it, it is what it is. Randall been balling, man. Yeah, he has. Balling. That's what I said. I don't want to add him, but he's been playing good. He's been playing great. Him and uh, Brunson. Outside of him, keep mine real easy. I agree with dudes on two of the Celtics. So Brian and Prazingis. I agree with him with Maxi. And other than that, the East sucks. So I don't care who they put out there. They're going to get their asses balled. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, D? In the uh, East, I got I got guards. I got Dame and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, front court, Porzingis, uh, Randall, and uh, Bancaro. And then uh, for my wild card, I got. Uh, hmm. That was hard. <laughs> Well, well, okay. So what it comes down to is between Brunson, for me and Maxi. Well, actually, huh? Brunson has been carrying his team, so I, I mean, it's it comes, it, com- it comes to me between Brunson. And- so I really would take Brunson, and then my other, my other wild card. So then that takes my other wild card down to, uh. Because I, I don't want to choose Maxi and have another guard. Then I got a, a whole bunch of kind of short guards. But Maxi deserves it. That's the problem. It's the thing in the starting lineup. That, that would get So then I would take uh, – so then I would take um, – now it comes down to between Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam. Uh, Who's subject to be hurt? Y'all punishing Maxi, man. Maxi's having a great year. I agree with you. It's 50 50, dudes. I would have to say. And Jimmy Butler's been hurt all year. Exactly. So, all right, D, my question is. And here we are with that question. As as good of a player as uh, Dame is, is Dame really deserving of an all star? He's, he's playing great lately, though, but he hadn't early in the year. What? The only one I don't agree with. Is yeah. Trey Young deserving of a starting spot? So that's that's, that's not like, like, the Trey is voted in by the fans. We're not voting no, for Trey. No, 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 no. He's saying that's why the question is the all like the state the all star voting is a joke. That's what we're we're just, that's why it's a joke. We up here having to figure out whether or not to put. Dame Dollar uh, on a list, even though he's at a down, just because of who the fuck he is, he should be on there. Trey Young ain't done. What has he done for Atlanta? Nothing. So like that's what with Dorian's whole popularity contest to start the lineup. So. Voting yeah. is a freaking joke. Just like that in season tournament was a freaking joke. So with that being said, Rodney, unless you got any closing. Arguments or anything well, else? We don't, don't, don't need an all-star voting away. So, uh, again, the, the only the only question I had is: Is Dame actually 
deserving of an all star all star spot. That's that's really the only only question. The, the I don't problem, think so this year. Not, not this year. Thing, the problem we have with this whole thing is that Trey Young fans are voting Trey Young in as a starter. Trey Young should be nowhere close to the all star game. Is he where's the all star game? Is in Utah? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Naptown. That's why I was trying to get y'all to go, but y'all wouldn't listen. <laughs> he shouldn't be nowhere close to Indianapolis uh, come February. Unless so we, are, game. <laughs> we already consistent that the MVP, uh, I mean, excuse me, the All-Star voting in the NBA is. The All-Star vote is a joke. Garbage. We're moving on. Move right along. Let anyway, us move we're on. In the NBA, we're gonna stay in the NBA. Um, in three weeks now, uh, we have the NBA trade deadline. Mm, it's mm, coming, mm. coming uh, hot and heavy on us, fellas. Um, it started off a couple weeks ago when the Knicks made one of the first trades of the, of the trade season, trading for uh, OG on Obanobi. Mm-hmm. There we go. Miloyevic. See how easy that was, right? Oh. Listen, man, it's getting late. Uh, the nope. Knicks made the first trade with Toronto getting OG, uh, OB, uh, whatever the boy name is. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, my fuck. Boy, you sound like a uh, foghorn leghorn up there, stuttering. Hey, y'all. Oh, my God. All I'm drinking is, is, is Mountain Dew, y'all. That's all I got. That's all I got. You need to put something in that mountain. Take a drink. Uh, I, I, I need to do something. Woo. The Knicks made a trade. The is, we made a trade. Uh, and we got him from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and then the Pistons. The, his tongue. <laughs> the Pistons of all teams made the next big trade. And that was trading uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. I'm sorry, Marvin Bagley III. Uh, and uh, Isaiah Livers, who is actually the, considered the worst basketball player in all of the NBA. Um, who was? And that's the, that's actually true. That he is actually by the numbers the worst what's, basketball player in the NBA. What's his but name? They traded him to uh, uh, traded them to Washington mm-hmm. for uh, Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari, yeah. Gallinari. Uh, Rodney, who is the guy you just said is the worst in the NBA? I, I, I missed that. Isaiah Livers, man. Livers. Isaiah who? Livers. Isaiah Livers, man. He, he like, played like, in Michigan. Like he's been with the Pistons for two years, and he has been – what's that? The little graph, that you, the, little, the little thing you just showed, the hot garbage. That <laughs> oh, garbage juice. That he is garbage freaking juice, man. He is absolutely the worst player in the NBA. He can't play defense. Because he's too slow. There you go. Garbage uh, juice. He was supposed to be a great shooter, but he's shooting like 20%. Uh, <laughs> he has been just horrible. But for whatever reason, for whatever, I don't, he, he must have pictures of somebody or something. Hmm. But for whatever reason, Monty Williams will continue to play this dude. No matter how much the fans fussed and cussed and, and made noise. He still played this dude. That's why I say he must have pictures of somebody. Mm-hmm. But finally, he's gone. So uh, that was career, a good trade. His career, he's averaging six point two points, uh, 
2.6 rebounds, 0.9 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.4 blocks. Or he shoots 35.8% from three-point range and 40.6%. Hey, look, we can't we can't continue giving our sorry players airtime on our show. Y'all giving them too much airtime to be sorry. <laughs> y'all, y'all call. So he go, he go. Yo, brother, you see, you, we don't need you, right, though, dude. We shouldn't be giving sorry people all this airtime. That's just the funny. The trade occurred yesterday. Did Dorian smoke a cigarette? What the hell is that joint? This is candy. I thought it was a cigarette. I'm like, you, dude. I'm like, puff, puff, pass, fool. What you doing? It looked like one of them long uh, Paul Malls that uh, Mr. Joe used to know. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, the big trade occurred yesterday, and that was Toronto sending Pascal Siakam to the Indiana Pacers for Bruce Brown. Um, for the Bruce Brown and three first round draft picks, uh, two and 24 this year, and then one and 26. But also part of that trade, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans traded uh, Kyra Lewis and uh, was it David Nawara, whatever his name is. Yeah, and then they trade. Then the Pacers traded those two players to Toronto also. So Toronto for uh, Siakam, who can be a free agent come July. But they they traded Siakam. They got three first round draft picks, um, and they got uh, two player, three players. Uh, the Pel- the uh, Pacers got Siakam, and all the Pelicans got was money. They got cash considerations, but they were trying to get – they had to get rid of um, Kyrie Lewis because with his salary come the end of the year, they would have been over in the luxury tax. And they, they don't want – nobody wants to pay the luxury tax. So they had to drop some salary, and that's what they did. They, they didn't get a draft pick. They didn't get nothing. They just got cash considerations. Like, here, just take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want nothing back. Just take it. Um, so here's the question. Well, first, we're going to talk about the Pacers. With the addition of Siakam, where would you put the Pacers in the East right now? Fourth. Final answer. I, I would say probably about fourth. Um, I actually, of course, I, I actually been watching the Pacers a lot lately. You know, Halliburton's become uh, one of my new favorite players. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the uh, Siakam trade is, will definitely uh, move the needle for uh, the Pacers. Um, but you know they won't. They still want to plant uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. They're not going to supplant those teams. Um, I, I mean the Knicks. It it it'll be a toss up between them and the Knicks. I believe as far as the uh, fourth team. So as it stands right now, the Pacers are seventh, uh, a half a game back of Miami, mm-hmm. who's a half a game back of the Knicks. Who's a half a game back from the Cavaliers? So mm-hmm. a game and a half separates four through seven. Um, Boston is first, four games up on the Bucks, and five games up on the Sixers. So y'all got them fourth. So you got I, them above Cleveland. Yeah, I got them above Cleveland. I think I I got the Knicks above Cleveland too. I think fourth is a toss up between uh, the Knicks and the Pacers. And if you if you, if you held me to it, I, I would probably say, I hate to say this. Say it, dude. I, I can't say it. I'm going with the uh, Pacers over the Knicks. 
Say it. I ain't gonna say it. I, I, I gave Knicks too much credit. Yeah, I gave Randall All Star game. Yeah, bug, you, right? Stop yeah. lying to our public and say the truth. Tell them that the Knicks are at worst the fourth best team in the league. Say it, man. The Knicks are number five. <laughs> Jordan. So D, what you think? See, I don't. I don't know. Well, first of all, you know, uh, it depends on how Halliburton comes back from this injury. Uh, He's young. He could come back from a hamstring strain. I don't know, I don't know if, if Siakam really propels them. Well, it is only a half game separating. Uh, and and what a day a game and a half behind um, Cleveland for the fourth spot. So I would say I would I would say it's possible since uh you know they're only a game and a half back that I I, I would say Siakam is worth a game and a half in the standings. I don't know. I again that's just because they're so close uh between mm-hmm. the seventh seed and and the fourth seed. So so um and Toronto obviously is definitely rebuilding. Toronto's definitely rebuilding. Uh, they got, um, they got uh, RJ here. And quickly through my list, you said what? I'm sorry, man. I'm sitting here looking at this uh, Timberwolves uh, Grizzlies game, and they just everybody just jacking up threes. That's all just coming down three. Yeah, you don't even want to talk about that. I was watching a, a Hornets game the other night, and I had to shut it off. You had to shut it off. Man, everybody was just jacking up threes. Oh, no. That's the NBA, though. You know, that, that's the NBA. But anyway. Um, For everybody real quick, Rodney. <laughs> so okay. this Y'all giving this guy too much airplay on, on this show. Real talk. I didn't know who he was. And Rodney says the one. I'm like, damn, somebody worse than DeAndre. I almost said his name. Somebody worse than mediocre. Man? Like, really? The worst? So I had to look him up. What do you know? He went to Michigan. Rodney, so you said maybe he got pitches on somebody? He might know he Connor Stallions. He might know Connor Stallions. Michigan, they got pitchers, but he's in the NBA. And that was the those are the only two photos I could find of this guy. So he must be the worst player in the NBA. I had so, never heard of him before, Rodney. We we go we go we go. Uh, I'm gonna say this: we gonna leave Isaiah Levis alone, never to be talked about on our program ever again. Okay, uh, he's bringing out our value. You guys, his real name. I won't bring up Isaiah Livers' name anymore. He, he was a second round draft pick. Um, he came in. He was hurt when they drafted him. Why they drafted him, nobody knows. But because they drafted him, they gave you know gave him a uh, two year contract. Brought him in. He was hurt the whole first year. He played last year and was – he started off good, was hitting shots. Uh, if you if you look at his stats for this year, D, it's, not worth, it's nowhere close to the number that, that, that you said. Uh, this year he's been just horrible. Like I said, no defense, no rebounds. He, he doesn't do anything. You know, as they say, uh, they used to say, match all trades. Yeah, he's still uh, – yeah, yeah, we're still talking about him. <laughs> yeah, we still talking about it. We still talking about it. But anyway, uh, last thing about, about the trade deadline, we got a couple oh, of names yeah. that are still out there, have been floated out there um, as potential trade targets. 
And one being DeJounte Murray from Atlanta. The other one being Zach, uh, Zach Levine from uh, the Bulls. Uh, where do you think these guys will go or should go? Well, I know do Rodney you- wants Zach in New York. Uh, I'm a I'm a Murray fan, so I I, I would like to see Murray go to. Um, I think if, Nick, if he went to New York, I, I might actually uh give New York that number four spot, right? I was gonna give New York the number four spot with Levine because I know Rodney's been wanting uh, Levine in New York since beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, right. That would be cool if Levine went to New York. That would be cool. So I'm gonna I'm go ahead. Yeah, put he'll put you in that four spot, maybe the third spot in the East. Rodney, they can pull that move off. I want to see Rodney compete against me and dudes as Boston Celtics, and if they if it works out that way, for in uh, uh, NBA East Eastern Conference Finals, that would be awesome, dudes. But what were they? They were talking about Murray going somewhere. I, I know they even brought, brought up uh, him going back to the Spurs. I was like, what? No, that's crazy. But they, uh, the Lakers uh, want him. But the problem with the Lakers, man, the Lakers yeah, want no. everybody. Yeah, not, that, that, that would, that would be a bad move. As long as – I was talking to my son about it. As long as LeBron's there and the point guard would never help. Yeah. Because the point guard is going to be told to go stand in the corner and and, and, and become a, a spot-up three-point shooter. So as, LeBron, right. as long as LeBron's there – You can never go to the Lakers, man. You ain't going to do no yeah. spot-up shooter. Yeah. So but, it's not going to work. So, so dude said something earlier – and and, and no, I got the email too, dudes. I got the email. Uh, and what the email was telling me is that um, I think I'm going to trade with Golden State, man. I think I'm going to play on the Knicks. <laughs> we play on the Knicks, man. Bruh. Hey, y'all better watch out. I think that'd be a good move. Y'all better watch out, man. Because he, and- he, he has the one trait that none of my team has. And that's the ability to actually shoot from the outside. Yeah. Clay or uh, Zach Levine, I think, will be best for uh, the Knicks. I like Zach, and I would love for Zach to be on the Knicks. But the last couple of years, man, Zach just can't stay healthy. And Clay, he, got a, he got that $225 million contract. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. But, yeah, and Clay with the Zach Knicks would be – yeah, Clay with the Knicks would be great. You know, he'll – uh, Add you know, create more spacing for uh Brunson because Randall's exactly. been trying to create spacing with his three point shooting. And uh, no, see, that's yeah. 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 before we uh transition out of basketball, you said some dudes reminded me of something you sent uh, uh, regarding standing in corners, but I don't know about standing in corners. Dudes, explain this to all our viewers. <laughs> Well, apparently a, a fan decided it'd be a great idea to uh, to take a photo op with uh, Derrick Rose while he was um, busy. Let's say busy. What the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? Who raises it? Who does that, my man, right? As, as a man, if you do not do it, and let's watch another man when they're in the bathroom. And you see them watching. Them. It's like standing in line for the only pisser and decided, you know what, I'm gonna take a piss of them pissing. There's so, no more. Hey, so answer this question, fellas. So, so if, if, that, if, 
answer this question. It's halftime, and you have to go real bad. But yeah. Derrick Rose comes in the bathroom. Do you let him go before you? Oh no, you, you let him cut the line. No, you have to wait, man. No. Now, what is that noise in the background? What it sound like? Wait a minute, hold on. Let me take. Oh, okay. I figured out what it is. I'm sorry. I was looking up Isaiah uh, Livers, and one of those uh, oh, little Lord. things came up on the side. Little videos came up on the side, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what is that?" But that was what that was. Okay, never mind. Uh, no, nah, dude, we gotta get in line like the rest of the folks. That was uh, OnlyFans advertising. So y'all making y'all making D Rose sitting in line after all he's done. But where was D Rose that he was in the bathroom in his full team gear? Did he just go to the to the one by the hot dog stand? Don't they don't they have a locker room? Well, yeah. <laughs> Let me leave. I was about to say another joke. Let me no. leave that alone. He's not just a casual fan. Disappear. Who does that? And I'm like, is that the only urinal in whatever bathroom? This is at a uh, arena, I'm assuming. Maybe it was at a bar. I don't think you would, would have a but private right. bathroom. I, like said, it looked like a gas station bathroom. Remember the players? Some stadium players. <laughs> go a different way, but they pass by the uh, fans. Um, like at that, 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 I think that's uh, why Westbrook had a confrontation uh, with somebody once. Dude, look. Hey, that's, that's, that's a new way of saying hey. MVP. Wait, wait. Check it out, y'all. You see, look, look what's going on. There's a guy. You see the feet. There, that's the natural spacing. There's a guy. Uh, 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 urinal. Oh, yeah, to yeah, the there's an empty urinal to the right of D Rose, the space, which is why the guy to the right of D Rose is waiting because there's apparently a wall next to that urinal to the right. But who's the motherfucker behind all them taking a picture and he's sitting in a D Rose space? That's why this is why are up. we doing play by play of D Rose going to the right? Hey, what did Dick Vitale say? He's a PTPer. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we gonna break it down. Dude, sixty two is like, what the hell was this? We got color analysis, color analysis of Nero going to the bathroom. He's a PT peer, based on whoever phone that was. was dude, that clip, that was crazy, bro. It's three other dudes in the bathroom. He's standing back taking pictures of motherfuckers pissing. So anyway. Getting off of basketball, D Rose can't even take the leak without motherfuckers out here stalking. Hmm. Football. Dun, 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 dun. Y'all hey, see that? Start off with Dante's favorite team. That ain't my team. Don't get don't make it, Rodney. That ain't my team. See on the screen. Don't make me get out the gourd. I I'll keep it simple. We stay with that. That's not the gourd. That's all my, my pen collector. Y'all don't want the gore. No, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. You're right. <laughs> Not at all. But anyway, uh, today. <laughs> Y'all see this today? There is well, on the court. This has been a long time coming, though. This has been a long time coming. It's about uh, because, time. You know, it was determined that, you know, during an investigation by the NFL, yep. that it was a toxic workplace. 
uh, in the uh, in Phoenix at the headquarters of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'm surprised it took them this long to actually start uh, releasing people because this thing that that report came out during the summertime, mm-hmm. and here we are at the end of the season, and they just now you know letting letting the people go. But they did have to go in there. They fired uh, who did they fire At, uh, the, all the, the top bro. Uh, you said all the top brass? Pretty much all the top brass. The new C uh, uh, chief operating officer, Mr. Jeremy Walls, went and got rid of vet people that have been there 15 and 20 years. But mm-hmm. the problem is, as my astute brother Rodney would say, here's the issue I have with this whole thing, Rodney. This is why I threw it up there. I don't give a freaking fuck about the Cardinals, right? <laughs> but because of what you mentioned, the culture, the investigation, everything was going on. Well, the individual, the individuals, family, family, that was the key focus, focus and center of all this was Bidwell. The Bidwells, who are the owners of the Arizona Cardinals. Well, good. Right. And that's what all this was focusing back on was the Bidwell's culture, his family, how he treated people and everything else. People he brought in. So he basically brought in uh, Mr. Jeremy Walls to be the bad guy to fire all these up, these other with three, four individuals or whatever. These top brass people that have been there 15 and 20 years, helped been around through the thick and thin. He got rid of his, his guys. That would be like me getting rid of you guys to get the blame away from what the real problem is. And that's the big wheels and their family. But because the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, Chicago former team have been in the NFL so long. Nobody ever talks about this anymore, especially ever since the Cardinals went to the uh, Super Bowl. The Bidwells need to sell the team. They're only worth like three and a half billion dollars. I mean, that's a discount. They've been mm-hmm. mismanaged for over three decades. Hey, I've been out here almost two decades. They sucked when they was in back home in St. Louis. They suck when they was in Chicago. Come on. That's what nobody's talking about. So when I saw that, I just started laughing like, yeah, Kyler. Yeah, you'll probably be there. They ain't changing no culture or nothing around her. It's still the same owners. So that's why I wanted to throw that up there to get y'all opinion uh, about that whole move and firing your top brass. So not only should Arizona be firing, be, uh, uh, forced to sell the Bidwells be forced to sell because they have the the stuff that was coming out of reports, man. They, I mean, it was all kind of stuff. It was racial stuff. It was sexual stuff. You name exactly. it, they had, they had issues. Um, and it started. Well, it didn't, it didn't start. It was it was um, from the top down, from the owners on down. Uh, and that you know, white privilege, you know, billionaires. Yep. They think they can do whatever they want to do and say whatever they want to say, whatever they want to do it. So, uh, and it fostered a horrible atmosphere. So, another owner that should be gone Uh is the freaking owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. That He needs an intervention. Them to kill himself before they decide, you know what, we might yep. need to step in and do something. We need to take uh, a seat. In December, Jim Ursay 
for like the fifth time uh, was found unconscious and uh, due to a, a, a drug overdose. Not one, not two, not three, four. How many five. times? How many times do you, do you have to uh, continue to allow it, this this man to to do this? And the thing about it, all it when does. That's Rodney. It's going to continue until the judge in Indiana is changed. That's why. That's how many. That's how many times. If you change the judge that's getting his case, you will get her say out of that ownership box. That's the problem. He he's bought everything. He bought everybody. Any other owner would have been already even had to sell the team from the NBA, like they did with the old um uh this uh what's that? You what what's the new owner out there? The Clippers. Wasn't that the team? Sure. Yeah, uh in baseball, they made more shots sell her team. Yeah, white privilege five times, bro. He should have been had to sell the team. What's going on with the owners? But like you said, that's part of the problem. This good old boy network, Rodney. You know, we don't like that shit around here. And the thing is, they're, they're quick to get rid of oh god, oh he missed. They're, they're quick to uh, to get rid of uh a player, a coach, anybody like that for having you know Rats. a, a, a DUI in Arizona. Right? Having a DUI, uh, they're quick to do that. But yeah, for this owner, you. for this owner, they they act like they can't do nothing. And the thing is, you just own a franchise. It ain't like franchises haven't been taken from other people in other yep. walks of life. Uh, you know, for forever. You know, <laughs> if you don't if you don't follow the rules of the of the 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 group, they can take that franchise away from you. And yep. again, how many times? How many? Second chances is this man gonna get? Second, that's his fifth. I know that's what I'm saying. How many? How many seconds? How many? How oh, many seconds. seconds. <laughs> so I guess you get one more. Second. All I know is writing. I don't like that shit for sure, bro. I don't like that shit. I don't like yeah, that. I didn't read this report. Where in a November interview on Real Sports, I got this. This is from CNN. Um, in a November interview with Real Sports on HBO, Ursay said he's been to rehab at least 15 times and had previously overdosed after mixing multiple drugs at the same time. Party like a rock star. 15 times he's going to rehab. That is the quintessential definition of white privilege, y'all, in America. I don't even want to spend no more time talking about him. No, but, I, I, but, back to, but back to the thing about Arizona. Interestingly Go enough, yep. all of the people that were fired mm -hmm. were non-football operations. I know. They're all executives. <laughs> None of it had anything. They had literally, they've gotten, they moved their non-football operations. They moved them out of the practice facility and, and into a into yep. another place, into another workspace. Yep. So everybody that got fired, what what basically what they're trying to do is save some money. Is separate non-football from football. They don't want what has happened with their non-football operations for somebody to come in and try to say, no, you can't own this franchise anymore because uh -huh. of what it's doing to the NFL brand. It's like, uh-uh. What this them over here, they're not football. 
They don't have anything to do with football. What they were doing doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in our football operations. Them was so big boys. Exactly right, He had to cut his boys loose instead of right. himself. That would be like our boy down there uh, in Memphis playing basketball with his crew and everything getting in trouble. You got to let go of your boy so, you know, get the focus off of you. That's you, you damn right, though. That's exactly what happened. He, he had to cut loose his losses and shit from his his little circle of buddies that been there down there with a bad culture. So he had to see it. That's, and we got a new facility. I was like, first I thought he was trying to cut salary. They pay for the new facility. You don't got to do it like uh, Dorian said. That's what it come down to. Because of the investigation and everything else, these just a bunch of old guys that have been there for a long time. The good old boy network making the car or making the car just continue be bad but the like you said all they were is trying to make the optics look right because yep. they were even though they weren't quote unquote uh uh football employees they still uh, over the football activities exactly. so they, all were, they, did was they moved them to another to we got this office space across town we're gonna put them all there so now i can say well now it's, it's two separate entities well right well yeah well but see but see this is the thing though like literally so the you got the chief, yeah. You got the one guy, like you said, Greg Lee, who's the CFO, but the other person was vice president of business development, the other person was vice president of digital content, another person was the senior vice president for corporate partnerships. So it's it's something that's like almost completely they have nothing to do football, with, with football almost. So that's the goal of the football team. Yeah, right. They, and they don't have anything to do with what's going on in the locker room. This ain't this ain't nothing that's happening. Uh, well, in the actual facility among the players, this is not anything like Washington, where you know the the cheerleaders and all that. So they like, uh, uh, y'all, this ain't got nothing to do with what's happening here at this facility with the football team. Yep, this yes. is something completely right. different. That's what I think that they're trying to do. Yep, the top brass, and that's part of the culture. So we're gonna see. It. <laughs> the problem is, it's the Bitwell, Mr. Bitwell himself. But speaking of coaches, oh, yeah. changing the shit around. <laughs> It, 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 hold on. It's just like um, what they did with, with Snyder, right? But Snyder did only only difference is Snyder didn't try to differentiate. Two, two right. I forgot about Snyder. Because, because, because he didn't separate the entities, that's how they were able to get him out. So Bidwell, even though he's a, a, a horrible owner, he ain't stupid. He figured, yep. okay, you know what? This is but what they've been talking about, about Snyder. Well, let me do this. Let me move these people to a whole completely different area, different office. So I can say, well, no, it ain't the football. So you can't give me for football. It's this other thing over here. So right. he, he, it was a it was a good move. Calculated risk, and it, it, it worked out for him. At least for, as of right now, he's able to keep his team. Well, speaking of uh, moves, making moves out there and coaches around football, what's on the list, Ryden? Boy, Dante and his <laughs> – it's little teases. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, this is the time of year in the NFL where families are are uh, forced to move, lives are torn apart, and that's because coaches are hired and coaches are fired. Um, but an NFL coach, <laughs> as the saying goes, is hired to be fired. So it's not something that's not that's not already expected. So with that being said, there's like nine uh, 
uh, well, there were nine openings. Um, one has already been filled, and that's the, the New England Patriots job. Uh, New England hired their first African-American coach, Gerard Mayo, to be the their next head coach uh, following Bill Belichick. But they're still Atlanta, uh, San Diego, Seattle. Hey, uh, hey, they're not in San Diego anymore. The L.A. Chargers. I know. They back to San Diego. They need their identity back. They need back. to go back to San Diego. They need to go back to San Diego. Okay, so let's start over. There's Seattle. Uh, Atlanta, Seattle, L.A. Chargers, the Washington Commanders, the Carolina Panthers, Oakland Raiders, the Tennessee Titans, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and who's the other team? Uh, we met, oh, Tennessee. He said Tennessee. And so there's seven and left. Maybe there's eight openings instead of nine. I think there's eight. Okay, there's Close eight openings. And, and one uh, of them one has been filled. There's still seven openings. Those seven openings, there are three basically high-profile coaches, uh, one being the second winningest coach of all time, and that's Bill Belichick, uh, one being the reigning uh, NCAA championship coach, and that's uh, Jim Harbaugh, and then the third being uh, a player's coach, and that is um, – Mike Vrabel, that's out there. And then you have, you know, your assistant coaches that are looking to be uh, head coaches this year. You have the uh, college coaches that maybe get some interviews or what have you. But what I found interesting with this current um, uh, cycle, uh, you have Jerron Mayo in New England. But Mayo was really already pegged, for, they said, for the last three years to be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. So I can't really say a whole lot about him. They already knew who they were going to get. In Las Vegas, you have uh, Antonio Pierce, who was the, the coach for the last, what, seven, eight games or what have you, that the players right. absolutely love, that they want to want to keep there. But other than that, <laughs> other than those two guys, there's only been one other African American uh, assistant to even get a sniff or even an interview, and that's Aaron Glenn from the Detroit Lions. So, my my question is: Isn't there a Rooney Rule where every team has to at least uh, interview? Now it's two minority candidates before you make a hire. Why is it that we haven't heard about these minority candidates? Uh, being uh, well, minorities being candidates for these different positions. Same reason, Ursa is still an owner of an NFL team. Good old boy network. <laughs> That's my quick and easy well, answer. Yeah, I can, well, we haven't how, we haven't heard them advertise, you know, or say that this this particular coordinator has been interviewed for this position or this particular. Right. I haven't right. heard anything that, that yet. You don't have to advertise it. That's the other thing about it mm -hmm. too. It could be some stuff under the we don't know what's going on. So that's part of it. Because we've only kind of heard about these big-name coaches that have gone in for these interviews or whatever. I wonder if anybody else has has, has been interviewed for them. Um, but at the same time, I say that. Uh, I still say I, my answer was going to be because there aren't any black coaches that they're going to hire in the first place. 
And that and that, uh, that, was, that, that was really that was really going to be my answer is that there aren't any that they that they really intending on hiring anyway. So and, and that was that was my point I was gonna make. You, you pulled that one right up uh right up from under me. Um the, the problem every year we always talk about well uh people always talk about we've been talking about for a year, but um uh, they're always talking about the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule. What the Rooney rule says is that for um any head coach position in the NFL, you have to at least interview two minority candidates. For any coordinator position, you have to at least interview one minority candidate. And uh, a lot of times you get uh, these token interviews. I got a a quality control person on my team, on my coaching staff. That's a African-American dude. I'm going to interview him knowing I don't I'm not going to hire him, but I'm going to interview him anyway, just so I can satisfy the Rooney rule. So you hear about this stuff every year. But this year, you don't hear about any of this. I haven't heard about any even token interviews, which kind of, um, you know, it's, it's disappointing because, again, out of uh, these eight or nine different head coaching positions, you can't even find quality candidates to try to interview, or that at least that's what you're saying. Um, you know, in- in- Dante with my conspiracies. I'm Dante. Um, but yeah, there, there's something that's going on, and the the problem I have is that nobody's talking about it. Where are these candidates? Where are these these interviews? At least let the brothers interview. You're not even giving them interviews. And st- these, um, I don't consider Zoom interview as an interview. For you to just call me up on Zoom and say, "Okay, we talked to you on, on Zoom, we interviewed you, but you didn't come. You didn't come to the, the to the stadium. You didn't show me your plan. You didn't do nothing. We just talked to you, and then you count that as an interview. That's not that's not the interview to me. That's just a waste of, of everybody's time. You, right, know, yeah, you, already know, you already know that you're not going to attempt to to hire this person. Well, I think Ryder, you mentioned a good point. First of all, you got to narrow. Uh, let's, let's break it down. First of all, I, I used to have that list. I don't have it with me. Remember, I had that whole list of all the coaches and all the sisters and everything. And I uh, specifically had the black coaches identified in all those. But so we need to break it down by how many uh, assistant coaches are there. I'm, I'm talking black coaches out there. First of all, on winning teams, I think you mentioned one, and that being Detroit. I think they have what their offensive coordinators, black and well, if I'm mistaken. Defense. Okay, defense. Well, so we won't hear about him interviewing because obviously he's still in the playoffs. So you scratch him off. Then uh, you mentioned the commanders. Well, we know the offensive coordinator may have already interviewed internally. So uh, I'm waiting to see if Washington interviews someone from this list I'm trying to compile. So that's two black coaches I can think of. We got AP uh, out there with the Raiders. So that's, again, another internal interview. So that's three. So it break, I guess my question is how many other uh, black coaches? Uh, out there, whether it be quality coaches, whatever they may be, that we are aware of. So that's the thing we really got to focus on. And that's what's been pushed back. We talked about this all last season of how more deserving uh, black assistant coaches aren't getting their chance or their due. They're being pushed back down again. And like I said, this is a, a under the rug. It ain't no conspiracy. It's under the rug again. This is what I've been saying all, all along about the NFL 
what we talked about when it comes to not only hiring black coaches from ownership and everything else. So if you can name me more than five potential uh, black candidates and three of them I just named, that's why you don't really see perhaps them employing the Rooney rule. And we're assuming that. Again, there's all kinds of ways to interview people. There may be candidates on the team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We don't. But you you bring up a great point. That's why we should start it. How many true valid candidates, African-American coaches or any other minority coach, are actually out there that are qualified, first and foremost, to be a head coach of any NFL team? So we have to start there first before we start pointing blame at the Rooney rule. I understand we need some interviews. And I hope it's some of these uh, coordinators from some of these teams we aren't hearing about there on winning teams or losing teams. But before we start blaming the Rooney rule, that's what we need to focus on, too. How many truly qualified minority coaches, in particular African-American coaches, are there actually out there that would be able to take over a team? And I just said we know two of them right now. Go ahead, D. No, no, it's just I I would just be piggybacking off what you all said in in terms of when we start, you know, as I was saying before, I don't think that they had any intentions on hiring them. I think. But the interesting thing is, too, is, is that um, we're also not seeing African-American coaches being groomed for coordinator positions. And that's Um, the biggest AP went from being the linebacker coach. You know, you know, you had D'Amico Ryan's. Don't get me yeah. wrong. You know, uh, again, back in the day, you had Marvin Harrison. I mean, not Marvin Harrison, Marvin Lewis. That was defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Romeo Cornell, you know, that was a defense coordinator. Um, but you can't really name. And then think of how long it took before we could name a black offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is where a lot of these coaching jobs were going to in the first place was the offensive coordinators. So black coaches at the lower levels, at the running back, the, the running backs coach, the wide receiver coach, uh, they're not becoming quarterbacks coach who ends up becoming the uh, coordinator. coordinator who ends up becoming head coach. They're not even going, you know, that route, that direction. So it's almost back in the day. It's almost still the idea of the black man can't run your team. Yep. You don't have enough faith in that kind of leadership uh, that you would hire a black man to be offensive coordinator. I'm going to see if I can you find know, it. Um, that kind of thing, because, that because that that's where those jobs go, right? You right off the side of the ball, you end up as the quarterback's coach, and then that kind of we're not even seeing black quarterback coaches. And listen to the uh, listen to the conversation while I was uh, having a uh, meeting with some uh, hot wings. Um, <laughs> they're rather tasty, by the way. But uh, listen to the conversation. I was just thinking about you know how would how would I feel if I actually took a um, took one of the interviews knowing that I wasn't really being considered, you know, just, mm-hmm. just to be, uh, what, so you know, like, yeah. just to be, uh, checking the, checking the block. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would even, I really wouldn't even want to do it. You know, interview if I'm not really a, a considered candidate. Right. I agree. And, I mean, and you even, and dudes as a, as a human resource guy, mm-hmm. right. I, if how how is that interview even going to go when the person knows that they're not going to get the job that they're just interviewing just to be interviewing that you're not going that's not going to be a good interview anyway yeah, yeah they're so, not going to put their best foot forward they're not going right exactly because mm-hmm. they know they're not going to get the job or even if they assume 
that they're not going to get the job. That's not going to be a good interview, which isn't going to help them get the job either. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's, you know, that kind of thing. So you decided. Oh, there we go. And the, the, the thing about the, the quarterback coach, D, I don't think there's one black quarterback coach in the NFL right now. Um, uh, let's see. Here's my list, guys. Speaker of the devil. I think I had it. If I recall, let me try to pull that up. Categorized by the black coaches. Let me move this off the thing. Maybe not. Uh, but there are a couple. But that goes to my point. I think it's highlighted up in yellow. There's like only three. <laughs> but the point out, the reason why. I wish I could zoom in on it, but the reason I brought this up was Dorian made me think about it to go back and pull this up there uh, for all y'all. The NFL actually has a specific program for just what we're talking about for minority coaches to excel up through to get to those uh, offensive, those coordinator positions that we're talking about to further to go into head coaching jobs. And on that list, uh, there's two lists to that. There's only like three or four black coaches that are even on that quarterback list. And that's the quarterback list. I got the whole list of uh, all the coaches. There are other few too. So combined, I think I counted maybe seven. that are even in this program that the NFL has to promote. And it's not just minorities, but it's only like seven coaches, period, seven black guys, period, amongst all this big umbrella of all these other individuals that have been pushed through this uh, uh, coordinators camp, if you will. That's another problem that nobody ever talks about. So, but uh, like you said, it's not even worth the time to go to an interview when you know you have no shot in hell at getting a job. They're getting ready to recycle these retreads like the Grables, like uh, in Atlanta. There's a petition right now. My cousins are just telling me there's a petition right now in Atlanta to not even bring Belichick. They don't want to interview Bill Belichick. They don't want him down there. You see Grable. You see uh, your guy in Seattle. He still wants to go. We're tired of the retreads. Yeah. You so, and, and it's, it's just crazy and it is you know of course it's more prevalent in the nfl but just like basketball for instance the charlotte hornets uh steve clifford was a losing coach when he was there originally got fired uh-huh. they brought another coach in then they yeah, brought him back. back why would you bring back a coach that was unsuccessful the first time and give him a job over hey, uh state mark hey, jackson patrick Jones, these other guys. Yeah. <laughs> he was unsuccessful after he left you too so what was the point of He passed it over Mark Jackson, Patrick Ewan, Sam Cassell, all these guys that put in their time. Um the final uh, topic, Rodney. The thing about the the, the NFL, the it's one of those things where you know, in order for me to get this position, you want me to have this experience, right? Mm-hmm. But you won't let me get the experience. To get that position, so you are you telling me, you know, through through your actions, is that I'm never going to get that, that. That's my ceiling right here. I might you get never a, stand a, a chance. A, a, I might be a position coach. You know that they'll they'll they'll, eat, they'll uh, gladly give you a position coach position. Don't coach my linebackers. Go coach the tight ends. Go coach the offensive line. They, they'll give you those positions, but the uh, positions of quote unquote authority. My off my coordinator position is only two. My head coach position is only one. Um, you're not. Uh, you, I'm not going to put you in a position to get those. And I, I used to think that okay, cool. We need to be the GM. If we become the GM, then you know we gonna hire 
you know, someone uh, that, that looks like us, act like us, that's going to mm-hmm. um, uh, be our uh, our head coach. But that ain't even happening. We ain't got no black GMs. We got, no, we do have black GMs. It's like four. Yeah, yeah, it's four of them. You're right. You're right. Excuse me. Yeah. But out of those four, it's only one that has a black coach, and that's down in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, go to Chicago. He kept uh, Everflues, who's been horrible, right? So you had an opportunity to go out, you know, and get someone uh, because they do it. They go get their friends. Go get your friends. Bring them yep. in. You know, give give somebody an opportunity. Help somebody. Show that you can help somebody. Do something. Right. But right. the 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 thing about the staff. Well, just ain't gonna do it, especially when you have, you know, seventy-five percent of the league is African American, and two percent are African American coaches. That don't make no sense. It's the NFL. I'm just throwing out numbers, but y'all, y'all get my point. Yep. Hey, final final note. Uh, here's a quote that I've always been saying. During, I don't know if you remember me saying this. I'm saying, yeah, probably don't. Black coaches <laughs> in all sports. Are hired and fired for the wrong reasons. Again, black coaches in all sports are hired and fired for all the wrong reasons. But moving on along from the football writing into some stuff happened last week. I know you don't want to talk about them boys, but uh, over the uh, wild card weekend, Rodney, we're gonna start with you. How 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 you feeling, man? How how are you feeling in your household? Because you didn't know who to root for over wild card weekend. Well, no, I know who to root for. You know, what, what, I only root for one team, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh actually, shit! I was gonna say the Lions. Actually, now, my, no, I live in Detroit. I, I uh, follow the Lions. Mm. I'm not a Lions fan. You should mm. get with I, a winner you know, because I live here, and because my family they like the Lions. You know, if the Lions are not playing the Cowboys, okay, they can go ahead and win. However, when it comes they to the Cowboys and Lions. I got one allegiance, and that's to the Cowboys. Now, to answer your question, let's say this. Let's well, say well first this. of all, first of all, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Dorian called a big upset last week, calling out, a sh- taking a shot at Rodney. He did uh, call out Green Bay was going to beat Dallas in Big D. First off, right. Durbin did that just to spite me. He had no, he exactly. had no idea that was going to happen. He didn't even see it when he said it. Hey, even a blind squirrel can catch a nut sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a joke, but I ain't going to think about you catching no nuts. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, getting, getting back to my cowboy. This is what I would say. Um, y'all know me. Y'all know the only thing I care about is winning. That's no, it. All if, your teams if, lose. If if, uh, if we That's play in the problem. game and my best player makes a bad pass or a bad shot, I'm putting them on the bench because all I want to do is win. All we do is win. <laughs> I have very serious issues with Jerry Jones right now mm-hmm. because you cannot tell me that the only thing that you're concerned about is winning and you make zero changes um, 
after we got whooped by, well, the score says, what, 12? But it should have been 200 the way that they were playing. <laughs> the defense didn't stop them not one time. They averaged nine and a half yards per carry on the, I mean, nine and a half yards per play on first downs. Nine and a half yards per play on first down. And you make zero ch- changes. You kept the head coach. Head coach should have been fired two minutes after the game ended. You kept the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, go try to get you another job at one of these other places. He's he's been interviewing. You hear all about all the interviews he's had. Uh, he's been interviewing. Hopefully, somebody hires him because his defense was absolutely atrocious. Dak Prescott, you stuck with that. You, you, you there's really nothing you can do with that. And even, if you tried to, even if you tried to, to get rid of him, you can't who you gonna trade him to because he made too much money and he can't win in the playoff in, in the playoffs. So why would somebody give you some asset for a quarterback that's not gonna win in the playoffs? So so there's that. The offensive line that was always the staple of all of our winning is just they don't block nobody. Yes, play a little, little small violin, D. They don't block anybody. They don't do anything. Special teams. I had a special team. I had a kicker that didn't miss a field goal until week 17. And then he missed the field goals, missing extra points. So everybody lets you down. Everybody let me it's down. It's so hard. So what do you do? Let me say this rant. <laughs> you did Everybody, you kept everything the same. The definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing, expecting a different result. Uh, Sounds like everybody cowboys every year. I don't want the same result. (laughs) Sounds like no, you're expecting a different result. (laughs) I need a different result. So Jerry needs to sell the team. What else happened over wild? That's the team. You he got it out. Let me say this though. Dan Ovasio on Get Up said one thing. He, he said that uh, by Jerry Jones making this decision to keep Mike McCarthy, that means that Dallas has to be the most active team in the draft and free agency this year because you've got to be all in. And if you're not, I don't ever want to hear Jerry Jones say it's all about winning because all you want is the money. That's all you're concerned about. And that's the it's, issue. He didn't want to let Mike McCarthy go because he still had to pay Mike McCarthy and then he was going to have to pay another coach. So Jerry's all about the money. He didn't want to fix the team. That's all I have to say about it. I ain't talking about them again until April when the draft time comes. Go ahead. Anyway, so in other games and upsets in wild card weekend, Dorian, what was the other game? Uh, let's see, what was another game? We ain't going to get to the Detroit game. That would just go right the Eagles, how, the Eagles got the break beat off of them. The Eagles screwed the poop again. Uh, that was, in, in Tampa. That Speak, was wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Did, hold up. Did y'all hear the reporter ask Todd Bowles the question? <laughs> oh, is that your Did dumbest question? Oh, my God. Did you hear? That was the dumbest question I've ever heard. Was, Did you hear you it? Have, so the reporter said, the, report, the reporter was like, so, you know, this week in Tampa, you know, it was, you know, a balmy 61 
you know, 60, 60 something degrees. But in Detroit, it's it's been, you know, extremely cold and they've had snow. It's supposed to be in like the teens. So how are you preparing your team to deal with those conditions to that that big change from Tampa to Detroit? <laughs> and Todd Bowles like, you you know we play indoors, right? You know they have a dome. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's how you respond to dumbass questions. You put the stupid. But he said it so deadpan. He was like, you know, you know that that we playing indoors, right? He says mm-hmm. they have a dome. He says so. I'm not really concerned about that at all. About the outside elements. But yeah. That's that, right. They, they, the Eagles laying an egg, I think, is very interesting because it also leads to questions just like you would start questioning Mike McCarthy, even though I don't believe Sirianni should be fired. Yeah, I just went to the Super Bowl the last year. They um, defense. And I, I can't even I don't even know if I necessarily think that that Mike McCarthy should be fired. Um, I just I think that Cowboy fans are delusional thinking y'all always got to go to the Super Bowl every single year. Um, but everything else in, in wildcard weekend, I think was kind of went kind of as everybody expected, but well, those two I, games, uh, I, I think were interesting. What, what about back to Rodney to, uh, to beat the Rams? So me, that, that was awesome. That, that was awesome. So shout out to Rodney's family. At least he lives with winners. He's smart. The wife is smart. You know, that's the only thing good that happened to that. But that was a big win right there. I was even happy for Detroit. Right. Do you remember earlier uh, in our well, last season, some of our shows I was talking about, we did our predictions and I said, Detroit, say, oh, man, we do it every year. Detroit ain't going to do nothing because that's that Dallas in you. And look at them now. <laughs> uh, <That Dallas. laughs> and, and I think they are going to beat Tampa Bay. I think Detroit's going to be in the NFC championship against my Niners, my guy. So, uh, like Dorian said, other than that, uh, in the AFC, I know. So the 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 big game in the AFC was uh, the uh, Houston Texans. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Demolishing the 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 Cleveland Browns. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. They did beat the brakes off of them. I went, yes, yeah. That, right. that game for uh, the rookie, T.J. <laughs> um, uh, Stroud, to play like he did. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Flacco, like we thought he was. He is who we thought he was. I told y'all, don't get all hype and grieve. Flacco was who we thought he was. And you There's saw the reason why Flacco was uh, on, the, on the couch. On the couch. But T.J. Stroud came in. He's doing things that uh, basically no rookie has, has done ever. Uh, leading the league in pretty much every offensive category you can find for a quarterback. Um, but that so that game was good. You also had um, Kansas, the Kansas City Miami Dolphins game. That was expected. The, the weather was way too bad for Miami. Miami can't win when the temperatures less than forty five. Yeah, my poor Dolphins. We we, right. we couldn't be the good team this year if we if our lives depended on it. Hold up, and Tyreek out there. We, uh, we, no, no sleeves on. They are trying to get all hype like they hard. Come on, man. They knew no sleeves, when you as soon as you get to the sideline, you throw that big coat on. Right. But look, uh, when, when I was stationed in a career ride, 
and we'd uh, be out there and we'd have to go to the field and it's just like a minus 12 degrees. Oh. We had to sand that the cold will make a sissy out of many a man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much. Quote. And then the other game you had, uh, which went on um, as expected, and that was Buffalo against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just I has no quarterback that. whatsoever. Yeah. I didn't know if that was expected, but. Yeah, they, have, they have no quarterback whatsoever. So um, offseason, that's the first thing they have to do is try to find a quarterback. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's really not. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Um, Kenny Thomason. Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, no, Kenny Pickett. Thomason told uh, you know after he had his interview today, uh, where he told you no, know, I am, I am coming back next year, even though it's my his last year of his contract. He, he said he is coming back. Well, he, said he, he said he expected expects to, to get back. a contract to get a contract extension. He hasn't oh, gotten one yet. Expect. Okay. okay. But uh, he did tell after that he told uh, Kenny Pickett that you know he's going in as a starter. He's going to have to win the job, which means they're going to have they go, they probably bring in another veteran. I doubt if they try to draft another quarterback. They're going to bring somebody in there that might be able to, to uh, lead them oh. because that's if you look at their team, man, they got well when their when their head is right, they got two good young receivers. They got two good young uh, running backs. They got a a, a good tight end. The quarterback Their offensive line does need a little bit of help, but it, it ain't that much. They got a good defense. The only thing that's killing them is the freaking quarterback. He's the quarterback. Remember where Kenny Pickett was on my quarterback ranking thing that we did on Blaming on the Boogie here? He was down and mediocre towards the bottom. Right. Everybody that they had there has been mediocre, but that wasn't you know, uh, the coach's fault, and I expect him to still be there. So no changes there, but uh, as far as so going that out, recap, that was the recap that, from the uh, wild card weekend. Now let's get to where we always wrong, except D last week because he did mm. got lucky. But I was wrong, but I was wrong about Cleveland though. I, I got mm. paid for this week. Yeah. For, ne- for next week for this uh, weekend's game, that's the divisional uh, playoff round. Uh, this week you have uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens going against. Uh, who are they playing? The Texans. Are they playing the Texans? They are playing the Texans. Yeah. Ravens playing Texans. What's, what's the pick on that? Pick them. Ravens, Texans. Go, quick. D- Ravens, D- Ravens. Yeah, Ravens at home. Ravens, they play at home. We just talked about the cold. That's like Miami going into Kansas City. Houston plays in the Dome. They play in <laughs> Texas. And they play in Texas, which is crazy. Well, Houston, excuse me, uh, in the state. But yeah, they're gonna get their butts kicked out. They ain't ready for that snow. That'll be okay. another one. If they win that game, that will solidify the rookie of the year for CJ Stroud. And I'm gonna say right here, you right this year. You already got it, yeah. but that's just gonna put him on put him above a scale so high. And he was already top five all year in my quarterback ranking thing. So that would be a phenomenal win for him to go in there to beat the potential MVP in Lamar Jackson. Oh, come on, man. That'd be awesome. Because, again, yeah. that is, here's again, black quarterbacks at the top of their game. Besides Tom Brady, the last few so, quarterbacks been the Super Bowl been all black. If, um, if the Texans beat Baltimore, that I don't think um, Lamar Jackson can, can recover from that. Exactly. He would lose everything from that. 
He'll fuck around and lose his crowd. They're the number one seed. Um, they have they they've had the best season um of any team in the NFL because they did they beat San Francisco? Yeah, they beat San Francisco. The breaks off of us is Dorian yeah. say. So that they've had the best season of anybody in the NFL. If they lose Texas, that that I don't I don't know how, how he can recover from that. If they already have the rumblings that you know he can't win in the playoffs, he liked that. <laughs> Great regular season uh quarterback, but can't win in the playoffs. So I don't that'll be difficult for him to recover from that. Well, Dante, they said the same thing about Steve Young. Yeah, he couldn't win, yeah. Boy, and he yeah. couldn't win. I mean, you know, thing. again, yeah. I, I, just, I, again, I just think it's one of them things that we always try to lay all of this individual responsibility in a team sport. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, now if he go out there and throw, you know, have a quarterback rating of, of, of 12, you know, with three with three interceptions and, you know, and he uh, uh, 11 That's for 30. How that work? 11 for 33 pass, and then, yeah, I would say, yeah, it was Lamar Jackson. Um, but I don't, I don't think uh, – and I was wrong last week but because uh, I said Cleveland would beat them. But, again, you know, um, the Ravens are a much better team than Cleveland, particularly Absolutely. offensively. Um, so I, I think that um, – I think it's time for, you know, the, the Houston bandwagon to kind of end in, in Baltimore. Yeah, but, but no matter what, they had a great season. So, what's the other? Yeah, uh, nobody expected them. What's the other yeah. game going on? Right? Uh, the other oh, game is my guy. The AFC Kansas City Chiefs go to Buffalo, uh, six thirty on Sunday. I what think uh, I think Buffalo actually gets them. I think man, they're gonna beat my quarterback. I think Buffalo's gonna actually beat them. Because they did a hell of a job on that field. That's why I think the uh, Steelers lost. They had more fucking snow in the seats. <laughs> that field was damn near immaculate. For I was expecting snow everywhere, uh, rumble, stumble, fumbling down the field. It was an aerial assault by Buffalo. And I see the same thing happening again. Uh, and because Buffalo's at home as opposed to having to go to Kansas City, I think I, that's the that's probably – the only upset I see going on this weekend, because I agree with Dorian, as magical as a year as Houston's had, I think it ends in Baltimore. But if there's going to be any upset, and you want to call it an upset, would be Buffalo finally getting over the hump with Kansas City and that new, you know, that rivalry that it is now. D-Dub? I think the Chiefs are going to get them. My homie and the boys. Yeah, I believe they'll get them. And then plus, uh, since, uh, yeah. I, I got the Chiefs. Dory, Dory, man, that's a hard. That's that's a tough because I want to I want to go with my head and not my heart. But you know, I ever since the Rams left, well, ever since I started going to Kansas City all the time to see my mom when she was living there, I started going to the game. So I've been a Kansas kind of a closet Kansas City fan uh, for a minute. Right. Um, but I, I just kind of I just kind of think that this year. That uh, offensively, um, they really kind of don't have the firepower that they that they've always had. However, I will say that their game their game now is more adaptable to playing in Buffalo because they got Isaiah Pacheco to run the ball. 
Yep. Uh, and you can run the ball Where in that kind of cold weather and so on and so forth. But I, I really think that uh, Buffalo's defense is is still and ha- has has always has been since Sean McDermott has been there and will continue to be very stout. Um, and so I think that um, that even though the Chiefs' defensive is better, of course, and that's because their offense isn't as good. But I really think that Buffalo um, will beat them at home. And what's the line on the game, Rodney, real quick before we go to that? Even though Buffalo beat, even though Kansas City beat Buffalo in Buffalo the last time. Right. What's the line on the game, Rodney? It can't be more than what, three and a half, four points? I'm going to say. One is. Wait, let me show it. Wait. I'm seeing uh, Bills two and a half. Bills at minus two and a half. Yeah. So that's what that game is. That's pretty much a pick them. What that game is going to be. But then in the final game. Well, yeah. Uh, so, so then they say uh, the home field, home field gives a team, and automatically they give them three points. Yeah. Um. The Pacheco is expected not to play this week. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Well. That changes everything. Yeah, that changes everything because because Edwards Hilaire and uh, who is it? Is it is it McKinnon or whatever? Uh, I forgot who the other backup. They they not Pacheco. Speaking of which, you know, Dalvin Cook uh, is on the Ravens roster. They uh, they released uh, Melvin Gordon. Oh, they, 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 they cook, they cook, uh, Ravens picked him up. Yep, the Ravens got him. Yep. Wow. Hey, but uh, Andrew, he has to pass concussion protocol in order to play. So with that report, uh, I think the balancer would be with Pacheco not being in would be Josh Allen. Well, doing there's, there's, a, there's a possibility. There's a possibility he might play. But okay. as of right now, he's going through concussion protocol. I think here's what's going to be the game. The difference in that game is going to be which one, which of the two quarterbacks throws the most interceptions. And I think it's going to be Josh Allen. If, if, if I pick Buffalo to win that, but if Kansas City were to upset them, if you will, it's going to be because of Josh Allen throwing them untimely interceptions. But uh, and then in the final, uh, I think divisional game this weekend, oh, Rodney is. I, I, I got to give mine, man. <laughs> well, Dallas staying in a. I got to get mine. I'm, I'm going. I'm going, Casey. Uh, mainly because, uh, mainly because the Bills got a lot of. Uh, well, actually, a lot, but they have some some key injuries on defense, and I just don't trust Josh Allen. I mean, not, not in the big game. So I'm I'm going Casey, uh, even though uh, Mahomie has let me down all year and cost me my championship this year uh, in, the, in the fantasy league. But we gonna, we're going to let that go. You saw like Jerry Jones right. right now. In the <laughs> NFC, NFC we have uh, game one being the Green Bay Packers against the San Francisco 49ers Saturday at eight fifteen. Y'all already uh, know what's going on that D. Man, San Francisco. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm going to say, so folks won't come. I was gonna say, so folks won't come looking for me. Uh, but um, Packers, I'm really gonna have to say San Francisco. I think that uh, this is San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco's year uh, in the NFC. So I'm really thinking San Francisco is going all the way to the Super Bowl, and I, I um, but I definitely think that they'll beat. Um, Green Bay. Green Bay, I, I don't think Green Bay is really ready for uh, San Francisco's offense. Uh, 
Our so, defense. You know what we do to Green Bay. Well, I mean, we thought we thought the Dallas defense was gonna do well against because because despite 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 Rodney's rent and and wanting to get rid of Dan Quinn after one bad game, uh, <laughs> no, it, just no, happened, no. it just happened to be in the playoffs. Quiet, I'm talking. It Go just ahead. happened to be in the playoffs. I can tell you wrong. Uh, I can tell you wrong. But, but Dallas has been a good defense all season. Has been a really good defense all season. Except and, in three uh, games. But, but I don't think that I don't think that uh, that they're going to be able to. Green Bay is going to be able to do that against San Francisco's defense either. Uh, but uh, I just don't think uh, so. I, I think that all around, I got I got San Francisco in that game. I don't think I think that uh, Jordan loves look, the the Green Bay train ends right here too. As always, uh, I think 49ers played great all year. I, I think like I agree with Dorian. I think it, it it just might be their year. So I go with the 49ers. And I can't right, remember. I see it. Do we need to add? Do we really need to ask? That's like asking you about the Cowboys. It's asking him about the 49ers. You got to ask me. I just say, I just agree with everything. News <laughs> and Green just said. said ditto. <laughs> well, what Eddie, I think I win. What kind of fun question is that in my carton voice? So, <laughs> uh, I have two things. First thing, D, Dan Quinn's defense was good against bad teams. Against the good teams, we absolutely suck. By the beatings we got from those six teams that we lost to. Second thing, uh, in, order for, in order for my Cowboys to save face, we got to go with Green Bay. We got to go with San Francisco and Green Bay. That's why I can't Cowboys no more. Talk about the Cowboys. In order for my Cowboys to save face, <laughs> I got to go with Green Bay and say that Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. They got to win it to prove that my Cowboys lost for a reason. That's the logic. That's why they go with them. Hey, Dante, do you have any of that Andre 3000 flute album? I'm going to be wrong, but hey. I got to play that flute when he starts talking about the Cowboys. Right. What is your... Yeah, you. Hey, how about a little less questions and a little more shut the hell up? <laughs> yes, D, shut the hell up. So the last game. <laughs> we don't want to let us about goddamn Dallas. The Moving on. There ain't more games. Anywhere the division. last game is the game of the week. And that's the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here in the Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock. You going right? Y'all got Dante, you go first. Going with the D. I told you like, like 15 <laughs> episodes ago. Detroit was going to bake the playoffs. Shut up, you Darian. Shut up, Darian. <laughs> Going with the D. D for Dorian. D for Dante. D for Dudes. <laughs> oh, I'm going with Detroit, motherfucker. A winner. All right, D-Dub, who you got? Well, even though I lived in Tampa for a while, and uh, I do like the Buccaneers, but uh, Detroit, I, I, I got to go with Detroit. They're playing great this year as well, so I'm going with Detroit. You got a roof for the underdog. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm with. I'm with everybody as a consensus. I'm going. Well, we don't. We ain't got the writing yet, so we don't know. But uh, I'm going with Detroit. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Detroit. 
you know, somebody, I forgot who, where it was that they said that basically Detroit is the Cubs of the NFL. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I'd like to see um, Detroit go ahead and, and really do something in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they'll be San Francisco. Right. Um, but, oh, yeah. uh, I don't think they'll be San Francisco, but um, I'd, I'd like to see Detroit win. And I think that they can. And I, I think they got a. They have a much better team. I think. Uh, I. I don't think last week's game um, against against Philly is really in the, any indication that Tampa is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of an indication that Philly was in the that Philly was in the doldrums. They were in quicksand and they couldn't get out, and they were yeah. just terrible the last seven games of the year. I think that wow. game was really more indicative of how bad Philly had gotten mm-hmm. than how good Tampa really is. Um, so I see, I see Detroit being able to, you know, um, I, I don't necessarily think that that they will blow them out. They may, um, because Detroit had Detroit's got a, a better better defense, I think. Um, but um, I, I definitely think that they'll win pretty handily. So uh, we have a saying up here. They call it the uh, SOL. And that's the same old lines. Um, because every year it's the same old Lions. They they would lose. Um, they never had a culture. Finally, the Detroit Lions have a culture um, where the coach has been still winning into them. And this year it's showing. Actually, in the last year and a half, it's been showing. The D said he don't think that they can they can beat uh, San Francisco. The, the thing is, if it's a shootout, if it's a shootout, Detroit can play with anybody in the league. <clears throat> what did Jared Goff do against the 49ers when he was in L.A., when he was in That was freaking- L.A. That was and, LA. In Detroit. and in Detroit. That was L.A., bro. That ain't this year. It ain't these Lions. Um, I'm, I'm just talking about this whole pack. Come on, bro. But anyway, so, I'm being honest right now. Hey, so the thing is, uh, you got you got to give Jared Goff the 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 credit that he deserves this year. Jared Goff has been one of the top five quarterbacks in the league this year. No, he no he wasn't. He he was slight. He was in the top ten. He never made top five. I got stats to prove it. So that's not true. Okay, who was? Give me the five that were better than him. C.J. Stroud. Oh, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Pardon me. I did confuse Jared. Y'all, I'm thinking about Stafford. Yeah, Jared Goff was he was. He slipped up there, slipped down. He was in top ten. He was in the top ten. Most has been balling this year. Um, he has. So to answer the question, the Lions are going to win but that game. He has um, to play outdoors in San Francisco when it's going to be cold. That's story in that day. That's the reason why San Francisco will win because the game will be in San Francisco. You and disagree? Second, you, that's what Dorian said. Detroit's no, no, run. No, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying is don't just automatically assume that the San Francisco, if the game is San Francisco against Detroit, that San Francisco is going to win that game because this is a different line. Game. No, we're going to win our game. This ain't the Cowboys at home. <laughs> huh? Well, y'all going to be Green Bay. So let's get to that. Let's, let's get to that. Let's get Green Bay game first. Beat Green Bay. Green Bay the best team in the NFL right now because they beat the Cowboys. So, 
Oh my God! Shut the hell up. That is the division around previews. Um. So the consensus was well, other than we were pretty much uh, in agreement except for the San Francisco game. Green Bay which has means, to win that game. Yeah, which means all our predictions are going to be jacked up come Sunday. Yeah, of course they're going to be wrong somewhere. Around, somewhere along the line, they're going to be wrong. Because um, you, you hate no nuts. But, your Cowboys. Final thoughts. Um, Jim Harbaugh to, uh, to the Chargers. Going to be uh, made official uh, this week. It'll be announced after uh, this divisional weekend. Look for that. Okay. okay. Look for that. Okay. And that's going to start eliminating some of these other jobs that we're talking about. So uh, so you have Atlanta. But, yeah, that's going to start the dominoes to follow when Jimbo, when Jimbo, as I've been saying for over a year, he's coming back home. Look for the Chargers to be the 49ers of the AFC next year. Dudes, any final thoughts before we close shop? Uh, no, I'm just glad to be back in, in the fold. You know, I've been Welcome out for a little back. while. But I'm back in the mix, trying to make a dollar out of 95 cents. Back in style again. Hey, you know we shot at you out last week, dude. I've seen right there. <laughs> we got to get you. We got to get that money out you lucky I what didn't have a full body photo. Say, <laughs> nope. I'm just, I'm just trying to hurry up and get out of here so uh so Dante can get to uh <laughs> Dante can get the 3G night. To the 3G night? The 3G. Let it reach get to the 3G night. 3G. Um, we can't say that on our right, fellas. We want to thank each and every one of you for joining with us again this week. Uh we've had some great discussions. Uh, as usual, Dorian has proved that he's always wrong. Um, and Dante's takes are, are absolutely horrible. Uh, the Cowboys were robbed. They realized <laughs> and, my, and my Knicks are going to be in the NBA Finals. Somebody mute his mic. <laughs>